Options Podcast. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast with your ever faithful hosts, John McDonald. That is me, and as always, my very, very good friend and co-host, Mr. Kyron Morrison. How are you doing, good sir? I'm tired, but I'm okay. How are you? I'm pretty good. Uh, look, we're going to get you through this. We're going to have some fun tonight because Please. we are also joined by our very, very good friend. And look, you've been on the show enough now, like third chair co-host. Uh, Very much. Mr. Jesse Munro, how are you doing? I Mr. still like the term guest star. Guest, guest star, I yeah. I refer to as a guest star. And Kyron, we will help you through this. We will be the cocaine to your bear. Lift Ooh, me up. Okay. Cocaine bear. Uh, we'll lift you up on the wings of angels. <laughs> Please. We were, just, we were just talking about movies before and we brought up uh, why we were all currently in the cinema seeing um, Avatar The Way of Water. And I basically said... I could think of nothing I would want to do less right now, like, or ever. Because I just, like, it's fine. It is fine. It's fine. Right? That's that's, that's the best I can give it. Which, which, which is in itself fine. But what other, okay, what other movie would you consider on the same level of f- fineness? Just top of your head. Oh... I couldn't like. I just so, look. Avatar. Avatar is about the spectacle, spectacle of seeing in cinema, right? That's what this movie is really about. Yeah, but then well, Scorsese also- Scor- 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 bait. Yeah, Scorsese Scor- bait. But then also, you if you want to see something that's visually impressive that looks amazing in the cinema, we this just this year had everything everywhere all at once, which is fucking incredible visually. Among Don't other things, that film they nominated the wrong person for the. I'm not going. I'm not. I'm not going to. I'm not going to get yep. started on that. Yep. Yeah, no, right. I, I agree. Visually, it's a visually amazing film. Yeah. And I don't think anyone's comparing everything everywhere all at once. No, to of course Avatar not. 2. Course Different not. beasts. Because Avatar beasts. 2 is the return of true film, true, true cinema. Cin- this yeah, is the re- reason celluloid was invented. Okay? And just like Ugh. throwing your money at like filming things. Like just being like, how, how much money can I throw at this one movie? And then be when like, old also mate, doing like five sequels. <laughs> when old mate Jimmy Jesus is buried in my backyard Cameron... <laughs> fucking came out he, he was asked hey your movie goes for 14 fucking hours it's a, literally a flight from sydney to la god when can people piss because that is a thing that us humans unlike you james cameron need to do we have bodily yeah. functions that need maintaining yeah. and he said do it whenever you want you'll see that scene when you come to watch it again and i the- mean Undeserved Look, big dick energy of that. The fucking audacity of that. Okay, I kind you of like. Respect it on some sure, sure, <laughs> that's fine. But also the fact that he's just being like a selling point of his movie is is fucking long. Makes me want to see it even less. Like I'm it, is, the, it is sort of the equivalent of like games that sell themselves. I'm like, look how big our world is. It's like, oh, oh no, thank you. <laughs> like, yeah, like. I, I remember seeing the runtime for like Wakanda Forever and just being like, okay, that's a long movie. That's a long movie. But when I got in there, I was like, this is fucking it's good. It's Black Panther. I'm having fun. This one is just like fucking over, like stretched out Smurfs that are fucking each other and having kids and well, fighting I, back against to save their planet. I couldn't I'm give sure, a fuck. I'm sure wanna, it feels are they going to obtain the unobtainium though? Oh, my fucking God. Don't go. I have a pretty low up there with Transformium as like uh, yeah. I have a pretty me mad. <laughs> I have a pretty high tolerance for dumb shit like that and fucking MacGuffin City. That one takes the goddamn cake. Like oh, unobtainium. Fuck to be me. fair, there's like an element called like Americanium and there's Californium. Can you guess where they were found? Like 
real life that, is pretty stupid as well. That's also some, true. These some, blue some of the newer angels. dinosaur names. Dinosaur names? Yeah, I was going to say exactly. dinosaur names Quantosaurus? <laughs> Fucking Quantosaurus is ridiculous. There was one that made me laugh a lot. I can't remember what it was, but I remember like Ash was playing like a um a Jurassic Park mobile game, so like the the Pokemon Go, but with yeah. Jurassic with dinosaurs. And she played that a lot. She was like raiding and shit. I've never seen her get as much into a game <laughs> as I did see her get into that. And um, yeah, there was one she told me about in that, and I was like, Nah, that's made up. And she's like, No, it's real. And she like showed me like the Wikipedia article. And I was like, I love, I love okay. dinosaur names. So yeah, dinosaur <laughs> names are great, but. Do you know what else I love? Avatar, the, Way of the Water. This is an Avatar no. fan cast now. Fuck no. God damn. I love video games. I know you do. Do you like do the Avatar well. video game? Avatar game coming out 2023. It's coming out. Most, <laughs> most anticipated game. <laughs> Fucking. Joel's I can't about to escape leave this podcast. It. I can't escape this shit. Can't Joel, what Star Wars it. movie would you compare this I to? I was waiting for it. I fucking. <laughs> And you know the worst part was? I was going to bring it up myself and I was like, no, I won't. And then I was like, it doesn't fucking matter because someone else is going to fucking... Who's going to be the first person to do it? God and just remember it. that this podcast can be found on Spotify, iTunes, and Pandora. Speaking of Pandora, Avatar 2, The Way of Water yeah. in cinemas now. Oh, Jimmy Cameron's latest opus. He's back. Anyway. Delves into his mysterious mind. Of Which also is... means that Sam Worthington is back. Fuck me. Like, <laughs> that is one spoiler cast I will sit out. Um... But we all love video games. He's trying so hard. Avatar ones. I Avatar. fucking am because it's my job as the fucking intro host of the show to do so. It was uh, it was it was Jake's job to get to the planet of Pandora to mine the unobtainium. Okay, and he said, "You know," what he said. He looked in the eyes of of greedy corporations. He said, "No, I'm gonna fuck this woman with my hair, and I'm gonna I'm gonna sit around next to this big USB tree." I feel like I've already. Ripley's here. I feel like I've got the unobtainium right here, which is the, the unobtainium of being able to start this fucking episode. Uh, but we all Jesus love video Christ. games. We all love video games. We're here to talk about them and not about Avatar The Way of Water because I couldn't give I'm any less of a fuck. I'm biting my tongue so hard. Right oh, my God. But we have some games to talk about this week. We also have some game wars to talk about. So let's kick into it. Shoot off into the quest log. Mission completed. Quest log. The quest log is, of course, our what we've been playing segment of the show, where we uh, all play games throughout the the various amount of time that we've had since we've last talked about video games. Come to the table and discuss them in great detail. So we played some stuff this week or month, even your year. As a friend's joke, I hate myself. Look what you've done to me. I'm like making fucking references to friends now. Like, I guess I don't play us. Yeah, we can, we can talk about Avatar. It's right there. You know, you know what really? Wait, just just to put a full stop on this Avatar conversation. <laughs> you know what really is a nail in the coffin to its cultural significance is. Kara and I are trying our best to, to That's also to very turn this conversation no, back to yeah. Avatar. But something we, we can't the use. The only quote I think of is like the a quote. Oh, Sam Worthington. Yeah. Which is like a very fucking clue what anyone in the movie says. I anyway. can't remember a single um, thing at all. Oh my god. Yeah. All I can think of is Michelle Rodriguez in that helicopter thing. Oh yeah, she was in there. And then the yeah. robot held Are the they? knife. Are you sure? Yeah. The robot with the knife. Um, <laughs> 
Anyway, Evangelion shit right there. We've got some Joel, video games to talk Save about. Save us, Joel. This week. Uh, who wants to kick it off? Who wants to jump in? Karen, you want Jesus Christ. I mean, I, I'll, 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 I'll do it since I've, I've played my part in dragging us into Avatar Land. I'll drag us further away from it. Um, I'll start off with a little, a little small game that's made me curse that it's Goaty season because I'm, I don't know if I'm going to get this one finished before I have to like, you know, con, set, set, like make sure my list is looking pretty good. And that's a little Ooh. game called Chained Echoes, which is a game I've been watching for a while. It was, I think, the Kickstarter launched in. Hang on, I've got an interview here. It's like 2017 or something. So it's been it's been cooking for a while, and I've been watching and waiting. I played a demo during one of the Steam Next Fests, I think, last year or something. I was like, this game looks sweet. Uh, now it's in my hot little hands. So for the uninitiated, Chained Echoes is an indie okay. 2D RPG with swords, magic, and mechs. Um, battle system is somewhat reminiscent of Chrono Ooh. Trigger. Uh, gorgeous pixel art soundtrack that really goes way harder than I expected. Gives me massive, like, Xenoblade vibes with how, like, grand the music can sound. Um, but most amazingly, not, most of this game is made by one person. It's made by uh, a gentleman named Matthias Linder, who does, like, who did the, um, the pixel work, a lot of that sort of stuff. Awesome. He does mention that, you know, there was some backgrounds on my freelancers and music done by a friend of his, but generally, like, he is a one-man dev team for this game, which makes the quality even more astounding. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, I just I just wanted to talk about it because, again, I don't think I'm going to get a chance to feature it on my goatee list beyond, like, a, a like tip of a hat being like, hey, if you're excited for Sea of Stars, which is coming next year, give this a look as well because it, it feels like a good, like, entree to prepare you for that, that main course. Um, okay. But, yeah, so this game does some interesting things. Uh, the most immediate thing I'll yep. say is it doesn't have, like, a traditional level-up system. Yeah, so you know how you would generally, you know, you would fight monsters and grind out XP to get your levels. Not how you play this game, so you can't do that. Hmm. This one awards you these things called, like, Grimoire Shards after beating bosses, and with that, you, each character gets, like, a skill point they can upgrade. But that means they basically only gain a... Air quote level, that's quote, very cool. By beating a boss, which means there's no real need or reason to like, you know, stay in a single spot and grind mindlessly. I like that cool. a lot. Yeah, a lot. Yeah. And so I'm gonna you... guess because of that, the skill points are actually worth something. So that the skills that you can upgrade should have a fair effect. Yeah, well, each it makes each because basically the point on that is I've got like six characters. You have a four person party. That's awesome. And you can pair each character with a second person to swap in in combat. And it happens that turn, and you still get to use that other character, which is really cool. Uh, but it basically makes every character valuable because the other trade off I'm going to get to, and this this is one part that I was struggling with initially, but I've gotten used to now. It does mean the combat's pretty right. tough because a lot of the encounters nearly get treated like big encounters because you can't you can't out level them or out grind them so you've kind of really got to think strategically and use your abilities that you have and swap in characters that you might need on on the right turns and for the right reasons which is again i struggled at first this game kicked my ass 
Um, and I, in, there are accessibility stuff where you can sort of change the difficulty to suit you a bit better. So you don't have to go into this game and get your face crushed. You can you can play with it. That's awesome. Uh, but yeah, once I sort of found my groove, I haven't really been able to stop playing it, which is <laughs> terrible news for the other games I haven't finished this year. The amount of times I've heard you say, I've started a new game and I can't stop playing it. And then after seeing your uh, your PlayStation um, yeah, wrap-up like for that. the year, I'm like, oh no, he's, he's telling the truth. This, this man's insane. <laughs> um, where do you get the extra hours in the day from? I don't. That's the problem. Like, <laughs> I I have essentially I get maybe three hours or four hours in an evening to play a game, unless it's like my day off, which is Monday. And Monday is video game day because I'm like, like not going anywhere. Sunday is also a day off. That's usually not a full video game day, but Monday is like wake go up, and see Avatar, play go games, and see Avatar: The like Way of Water. Adult yeah, things we get to do, like haircuts or. Shit. Like, I like know. I learned Whether last time with the Star Wars shit. The two adult things, haircuts. Fucking join them. That's <laughs> go and see. Well, I wasn't going to say that, job, but since you mentioned it, go and see Avatar: Way yep. of Water. Yep. And exactly, that's right. Yeah, you know. See, I get, I get your strategy. You're going to lean into it, so Jesse and I get sick of it. You got to join them. A lot like Jake joined the Navi. Don't, don't fuck it. Don't fucking. Okay. The thing is, though, don't fucking lie. It's not going to be three or four weeks. The Star Wars thing wasn't three or four weeks. It was like like the Star Wars joke. Forty-eight. It was. It was forty-eight hours, I think, before the next. (laughs) Hey, it's been a few weeks since it came up. Look. Oh Jesus! I'll be honest. I'll be honest. I've been waiting for a little bit, a little bit of a dip in this podcast because I got yeah, quotes. Put one in. I looked at quotes. quotes. Okay, so it wasn't even going to be a full. It wasn't even going to be. Um, I'll, I'll, how about I just drop them every now and then? I would love um, that. This is from Venture Star Crew yes. Chief, and this is how he says it. Oh, thank Let's you. nobody be it. dead today. Looks really bad on my report. Oh God! I'll just Jesus. drop these in. Oh boy! Do you listen at home? Every time you hear an Avatar quote, drink. Oh but God! Chain decos. That's essentially interesting. I think I feel like it's a really good way. Context, of, so that will involve um, them remembering the quotes. So uh, the the whole like you know leveling up by having to beat a boss is a good way of streamlining <laughs> and um, sort of like cutting the chaff, I guess. Which I guess some people like from um, JRPGs, but you know, put like distilling it down into this like really intense sort of um, formula is a pretty interesting idea. So like you said that the, that the battles like themselves are all pretty complex is there like a steep learning curve like is it throw you straight into it and like you've got to figure your way out or it it, it has a yeah. fair amount of tutorials uh but admittedly a lot of the things okay. i picked up very quickly because i play a lot of these sort of it's a jrpg so like you know if you know the trappings of that particular mm-hmm. genre um, you shouldn't struggle too much. And if you don't, yeah, it does have some tutorials to sort of ease you into it. And then also the accessibility stuff, you can toggle on the fly at any point and change it back and forth as needed. So yeah, but you are right. And like, like I said, I don't want, I don't want to make the yeah. game sound like it's super hard. It's just, it's hard in the traditional cool. sense that you can't just like stand in one area and just run in circles, you know? And I can't remember. I, I, I love level that. Up, five, five, five. Yeah, me too. Because I mean, as much as I do love the JRPG grind, I do appreciate games that are like, hey, we don't we don't need that. I think there are so many things in games, yeah. like in certain genres, that I just have become baked in and it not for the better either. They may have been yeah. a, you know a remnant of I think the time was... with like the technical limitations meant, hey, this is a really good way to stretch out your game. That makes sense, but you don't need that now. 
And I, I don't really see the point. It's like, if I'm at a certain level and I'm going around killing lesser enemies that have no chance to kill me just to get better, it's just artificially lengthening the game when they were mm-hmm. smarter, more interesting ways to do that. I think if well, they make it, you can only really level up once you beat this boss. You're relying on skill. Mm. Like pure skill in that moment. Not just like, I mean, before the show, we were talking a bit about the new Pokemon game. Yeah. And how the, the, the gyms don't scale. And it's because you're going around and you're grinding so much. I get a little bit different, I, think, I guess, in Pokemon games. But it's the same yeah, same vibe. You you kind of break the game if like, you grind too much. Especially because so like Pokemon automatically gives XP to your entire team now. So like the leveling just really becomes pointless. And again, yeah, I exactly. get it because that is I, also like do, giving the XP to your full party is a way to sort of cut down on the grind. But the counter of that is you would just become way too OP. So yeah, they still haven't found that balance yet. But th- this would be a cool way to do it. I mean, again, Pokemon was probably a bad example because that's open. It's, it's cool. I, I mean, we we spoke recently. I think, but on, in other JRPG about about like games respecting yeah, I like it like players' time. And this seems like a good counter to that as well, where it's like, no, you're not going to have to grind. Yes, these battles are going to you're going to come up against some pretty challenging difficulties, but they are doable. And if you do it, then you're one step closer to getting that level up and getting that new new thing. And that seems more appealing than just like, hey, go run around this area and, and like max yourself out. Yeah. Yeah. Waste time. And it, so in, in, in replacing the grind, it has this feature called like the reward board, which um is basically this, this giant like board you can open up and it's got like rewards for doing little mm-hmm. tasks throughout the world and sometimes it'll be as simple as like opening 10 chests in an area or maybe beating one and like a pack of monsters with one character and um that sort of replaces that where you like you seek out these challenges to do those to get the loot from the reward board um and i think it's like every four maybe four or eight reward unlocks there's a um a grimoire shard there which you can get you a skill point so yeah, I don't know. I just think it's a really clever way to sort of negate having to just grind like those. I, I, I like the idea of do. like um, weekly, daily challenge the type thing. They're, the they're not game, weekly and daily, but like I like that being such a common rewarding. feature now. And obviously, it was in things like MMOs, like WoW and stuff. But like, I think Fortnite is the one that really made it like made it viable to put into other genres of game uh, and be like, all right, cool, you know, because it's in. Yeah other things that we love like destiny and, and and all that sort of stuff. And it is fun where you're like, cool. All right. Tonight I've got these three things I'm going to focus on. Um, when I sit down to play it, I'm going to not, I'm going to work those ones out and then move on to the next thing and see where I can go from there. You have these like little mini goals that you set yourself. It's cool. Hmm. Fortnite, Fortnite was the game that changed my mentality with that. Because whenever I used to see like a daily or a weekly challenge, I felt like it was a chore to be done. Yeah. But with Fortnite, exactly. because I guess so many other parts of that game are quite addictive, it was, hey, you're already That's here. Cool. Yeah. This, this sounds really good. I'm going to... I'm gonna. I, 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 it just changed my way of thinking. So now when a game does it, I'm like, okay, yeah, cool. I'll, I'll jump in. I'm going to do it anyway. But yeah, good example. 
Oh, it's going to be. It's either on, it's on Game no, Pass no, it's or Switch. Angel. But you know, I'm glad you brought it up because I'll, I'll say the words. This seems like a game, game that would be lovely to play on Switch. It I is, feel it is on Game Pass. Ooh, yeah, okay. Best it is, it is also on Switch and PlayStation and PC. It's on everything. So. Oh yeah, me too. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, this seems cool. All these sort of RPGs, and like as soon as Sea of Stars comes out, like baby, I'm coming up with my Switch and playing that game all night. <laughs> I'm not going to say I'm going to play it because we all know how that ends with me. I have Signalis now. Your intentions are there. I bought it about five days ago and I haven't played it yet. Um, They got your money and that's really, that's the first step, right? Is you gave them your money. You're welcome. So they're welcome. Exactly. Again, I I didn't even get a chance to mention because I haven't gotten to this part yet. There is, as I mentioned in the initial intro, there are mechs. You do have like mech suits you get later in the game so i'm really curious to get to that part and an airship and all that good other good jrpg stuff uh and the story surprisingly i don't say surprisingly mature but definitely written in a more modern sense and with dialogue but again after playing so many hammy and cheesy jrpgs writing like this game has sort of catches me off guard sometimes and i say that as i'm going back through (laughs) crisis core well speaking of square and also cheesy it's a psp game it's dialogue and (laughs) and 12 years ago it's uh, okay conversations that maybe shouldn't be there jesse i'm feeling good tonight i'm feeling good uh jesse you've been playing the uh or you played the demo for for spoken good job with this one that uh (laughs) dropped during the game awards so what are your what are your thoughts on that (laughs) <laughs> all right cool moving on um <laughs> okay yeah <laughs> all right anyway <laughs> look it's fine uh so for anyone who doesn't know what forespoken is it's the, the yeah the next big quote-unquote square Enix game um the reason i was even interested in it from the start was um gary witter who, who wrote rogue one is part of the writing team behind this game. So I'm like, okay, I'm I'm interested in it. And all the trailers were quite flashy, a lot of magic combat and running around and yada, yada, yada. But the reality okay. of it, in, in the way it's presented in this demo, is... Right. I'm very conflicted on it. It's a very hard game to have a judgment on following this demo. I think it's a badly laid out demo. Basically, you play as Frey. Um, she's from the real world she's coming to magic world she has magic powers and she has like like a cuff that doesn't shut the fuck up <laughs> i'll Talk get to that and you go lot. around using all sorts of all sorts of magic um the demo gives you a bunch of powers from i feel like quite deep into the game and there's a lot of systems so you have in the demo i imagine there'll be more versions of this you have a defensive spell which you can switch between. There's about three or four options. You have an offensive spell. You have multiple options for that, of which you want to have casting at any one time. But then you've also got different types of magic. So you have a f- essentially, because, and then there's two types of magic you can okay. have in the, in the demo. So you have one that's a bit more ranged, and then you have one which is like a fire sword. And then the defensive and offensive attacks will be based around that. So you have a f- a f- essentially four different combat options that can all link into each other you have your magic parkour trademark pending which allows you just to run across the map you have a jump that doesn't really feel like a jump you have this cuff that keeps talking to you Frey keeps talking 
enemies spawn from nowhere, and the demo gives you no context for this. There is a two minute long tutorial shows you the basic, basics of combat, but nothing about how does it, okay, that's the combat, but how does it actually work within this world? Like what's the leveling up system? There are, there's crafting in the game. There is different spell upgrades in the game. You're not going to explain that properly to me. You have different cloaks I and different rings. That, also, your yeah, nail polish it's... has like a like status effects and, I, and I things like that. I kind of that. That's a really fun way to do, to use that idea. But yeah, like all these systems are, are, are cool. Look, the, like Ooh. the combat looks gorgeous, and when it flows, it is yeah, it is Insomniac Spider Man meets Devil May Cry. Okay, the combat when it flows is sick, and when the camera's not fighting you. But it's just so cumbersome in this demo. They've given you too much. I and not explained any of it. When I was playing this game, and I'm glad you mentioned the combat when it like when it works, it feels really good. And I was like, why does this seem familiar? And then I remembered where the team members who are made up of I think it's their name is um, Luminous Productions. And I was like, fuck, where did they come from? And it, the Wikipedia checkers reminded me that they were assembled mostly from uh... the business. Uh, Business Division 2 at Square Enix, um, who made Final Fantasy 15. And so many of my Final Fantasy 15 thoughts that I had initially upon playing that demo are already like creeping into this one, where it's just like a lot of stuff is kind of cool, but I just it sometimes it doesn't work and it, it falls apart. And um I do wonder how it's gonna fare when it comes out. Is it in January or February? It's like it's coming close. Well, I mean- so there's not much they can change at this point. <laughs> The one they hit onto that square because the the demo has had a bit of a backlash, and I'll get into the more, more agreed. But then it's, 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 at that point, it's like, said, well, then why do the fucking demo? The like, demo is not a fair indication. This, of what a demo is uh, something that you put I'm out like, as promotional material to try and sell copies of your game. It is not if it's not representative don't of your game, then why yeah, fucking it, do it? <laughs> yeah. I agree. They've done a lot of damage mm-hmm. to the brand. And look, the the, the Forspoken brand already got a bit of damage because a few very cheesy trailers came out, some yeah. probably poorly translated lines from the, from the directorial team weren't received very well. Yep. Um, but then, like, the moment-to-moment gameplay in this is just like, what am I meant to do in this demo? I've just been going around fighting enemies and unlocking chests to get mm. items, and at no point has it explained to me what the point of the items are, or like exactly what does plus whatever do. And yeah, because it just sort of plops you in the open and like an open yeah. world segment. And I sort of took a few steps out, and I was like, "What do I do?" And I a guess the game's attention was like, "Just world. go have fun." I'm like, "You need to point me somewhere." Yeah, and somewhere. It, it, it is just like fields, and like, if I don't know why the enemies are attacking me, then I don't care about attacking yeah. them. Yeah. Absolutely. If I don't know why I'm exploring these areas, then I don't really care. It needs context, and it's it's lacking all of that, and that mixed with the the banter is look. There is a cool thing where you can go into your um, options and lower the amount of banter, but yeah, yikes, guys, and it's incessant as well. And like these characters are bickering, like we have known each other for hours. And I've just gotten here in a demo, like, what is going on? You seem like you truly hate each other. And it's one of these things, like this, this cuff with posh British accent. Um, oh it, no! Like I'm not going to tie Simon to my wrist and run around. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
But even it is being like snarky, like it gets you get to some enemies and the game knows you're way too powerful for them. So the cuff's like, oh, this is going to be a chore. I'm like, don't say it. Don't say Don't. Like, we, we all know it, but you don't say it. Oh, uh, and also, can I just... Look. This is something really stupid that has bugged me so uh... much. All of your menu screens, for some reason, have like a fisheye lens effect on them. It's weird. So all the writing curves up in the corners, and they've gone for some like edgelord bullshit. Oh my god. Um... Like, my partner walked wow. in, I was playing it before, and she walked in, and she's like, who designed this game was it Culture Kings? And that's kind of the vibe it has. Wow, yeah, I can it, see it, it. It's really unsettling. But yeah, there's like, Fisheye Lensing is something I can put up with, but I imagine that's going to raise a lot of accessibility concerns. I've already had concerns with, like, the size of the text I can't seem to change. Um, in, in a landscape where you have, you know, games like, yeah, God of absolutely. War and, and, and Last of Us and such a, stuff like that with such amazing accessibility options I, I feel like we're well past this sort of bullshit yeah no absolutely we are that's what I, I don't know the, the game the game feels like it would have been right at home launching on the Xbox One I don't know why I'm getting big Rise Son of Rome vibes from it I'm not saying it plays like it but I'm getting that that weird it looks shiny it looks new it looks yeah, pretty yeah yeah and when you were saying about the Fisher Lens thing as well, like that but it, 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 it's very back of like original like style like over substance. Early two thousands video games, like for something like a Tony Hawk game or something like that, having that kind of look at this, it's all. Oh, and speaking of that, like when you go into a new area and it has like the name of the township that comes up on the screen. Like, the letters are all, like, wonky and stuff mm. like that. It's some really weird design choices because you have this, like, almost, like, Middle Eastern vibe to a lot of it. To a lot of the aesthetic. But then you have, like, these, like, flashy... As soon as you said Tony Hawk, that's what I thought when I was playing it. These weird, like, Tony Hawk combo numbers come up on the screen. And it's like... What does that mean? And it, has like, it has like a combo score as well. And I never really felt like it was a, a good reason to like mix my stuff up. Like, why would I do that? I don't know. I just didn't feel encouraged to do it beyond being like, but you could you could take your C rank up to a, I mean, you yeah. D rank to a C rank. I'm like, yeah, but why? Yeah, why exactly. Like, what's the benefit of this? This isn't like this? Devil May Cry where music will layer better when I perform better combos or I just start looking really cool. Mm, that's disappointing. It's just like, I feel like I'm I just mean, like, button mashing and I don't really feel incentivized to sort of like play you know, more technically, I guess. Yeah, it, the demo is just... I, I, It's weird. I kind of wish it was a smaller, like, more story-focused demo. Just send us on a mission. Yeah. And then maybe, like, again, I think yeah. I think 15's demos did this. Yeah. Whereas, like, a large open well, zone, you had a mission. Hmm, strange. And once you did the mission, well, yeah. then you could just sort Speaking of freely explore of the area. large open and that zones really well. and destroying lots of enemies... This one's just confusing. I've... Yeah. I was like, yeah. Oh, Christ. Uh, so during the pre-show, Avatar the, the way of water. Um, I actually found out before via Twitter. <laughs> like they, they, I think someone they announced it on Twitter beforehand. But during the pre-show is when it sort of got its its um biggest sort of spike in views. Um, Vampire Survivors, the like one of the indie hits of the year, uh, got released on mobile for free. The full game for free. Um, 
like then it just got shadow dropped uh, on both the app store and the Google play store. And I was like, having played a little bit of vampire survivors earlier in the year and gay pass on, on PC and sort of going, Oh, this is dangerous. I could get sucked into this. If it was on some sort of portable console or something, um, downloaded it and yeah. So I've been playing a lot of vampire survivors this week. Uh, I look. It's it's a hard one to sell. Like if you're not, it it like it does Joel, what it says on I'm the team. I'm gonna ask like, you really, to sell me on Vampire um, Survivors to a degree. It, so Vampire Survivors is basically like a survival game where you play as a some sort of vampire hunter. There are multiple different characters you can unlock throughout the once you earn uh, different coin that have different starting weapons and stats. Um, and basically you move around like this open field area, and enemies slowly swarm upon you. And you can attack them, but um, the attacking isn't done by a, like a, a button input or anything. You're just moving your character around, um, and the way that that sort of works is each there's a whole bunch of different weapons that you collect XP from killing enemies. And when you level up, you've got a choice between like three different, either like buffs or items or weapons that you can choose from, um, and those all have different like ways of attacking. So. For instance, the first character you start as um, has like a, a whip because he's a vampire hunter, and it's it's got a very like Castlevania like aesthetic to it in terms of its like the, even the soundtrack has like sort of like shades of Castlevania to it, which is cool. Um, and so he has a whip, and it, it it fires in the direction that you're facing in like a like a big lash, and it's on a cooldown timer. All your weapons are on cooldown timers that fire over a period of time. Um, but, uh, then as you upgrade that, so you, when you get XP, you can either get new weapons or items, or you can upgrade current ones if it gives you the option to do so. Um, the second level of that, uh, means it attacks like behind you as well. So it basically attacks in like a horizontal line across the screen within a radius of your character. Um, and then you can add more and more things to that as well. There are other weapons like my favorite, which is the garlic, which is just like an AOE around you so basically if any enemies come towards you they start getting damaged and when you sort of come into swarms of like really low level enemies you just walk through them and just mow them down um and yeah so you basically do this most of the levels have like a time limit on them at the which uh, at the end of the time limit um like the grim reaper shows up and kills you and it's like all right cool but you've survived that you've beaten like the boss of that area and it will unlock something else um there are multiple stages to this game um, which is something I didn't I didn't realize when I um, when I first started playing it originally. Um, there's like eight or nine different like areas, and then different variations on those areas. Um, and then when you sort of get to that thirty minute time limit, you sort of clocked it essentially, and you unlock hyper mode, which sort of I think buffs up all the enemies and sort of the rate that you level up. So you can so it's sort of like yeah well, hyper mode. Um, I think the appeal to this is like if if that the age old thing that we always bring up, Kyron, about like you know, press button, make number go up. Like that's that's there's this, mm, yeah. It's and it's that, but it's just like boiled down into this like yeah, fun. I don't know. And there's something I about would, like, like you're starting off, you, you know, slowly leveling out and like building your character essentially, and then you get to the point where you've just got like a couple of your weapons are maxed out. So like the whip at max level basically has like a giant radius as it whips like back and forth. Um, and it also heals HP as you do it. So it's like 
this awesome weapon that once you level it up to its max level, it's it's a lot of fun to use. Um, you just become this like like unbeatable machine. Um, and I guess you do, it's not fair to say unbeatable because you can still if you fuck up like and walk into an enemy like an area of enemies that have like um that, that, that will ruin you uh like maybe a little bit too high leveled for you then it'll just drain your health but um but yeah i don't know there's just something appealing about this where it just i find so satisfying about walking into it especially the garlic power up like the garlic uh, weapon that you get that has an aoe effect when you level it up it's got like a, a wider area of effects and it does more damage and so you walk into just just you just mow through enemies and it's I guess why some people like playing things like Dead Rising and stuff like that, where you're just like, here's a bunch of zombies, just go kill them. Have fun with it. Um, but it boils it down into like such a simple idea of just, you're just moving a character around the screen and just, you know, mowing down characters. And there's there's an element of like trying to dodge in between bits of like finding an opening because there are parts where like a circle of enemies will appear around you and they're like really tough enemies. Yeah, like a group of bats or there's like there's like a um there's one where it's like different like these plant in the first area like these like plant a group of bats things that basically form like a wall um and they are really hard to kill if you haven't got haven't leveled up quite enough yet but it basically creates like this little enclosed arena that slowly gets smaller and smaller and if you survive long enough in that they sort of dissip, uh, dissipate and you can sort of escape or if you're doing enough damage to them it'll knock them back where you can create yourself a little little exit hidey hole that you can get out through um I don't know. There's just something about it that's a lot of fun. I, I I checked it out on a pure whim, just being like, well, that sounds interesting. And it's, it's yeah, now it's on mobile and it's just there on my phone. If I've got like a couple of minutes to kill, I can jump in, play for a little bit. And then like my progress is saved on my run. I can come back to it later or, you know, I can sit down for a half an hour or however long it takes to just plow through a whole bunch of enemies. It's really cool. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, because I have been curious because obviously this game has been sort of like a constant since it came out on Game Pass, and it's I feel like it's always been in my Twitter feed, yeah. which is why I haven't played it, but I feel like I've seen so much of it. Um, yeah, I mean, I really should just download the mobile version and try it since it's free. I just it's yeah, I've just was curious. I've I think it's that, it's that power fantasy vibe that's just really like I, when you get to that point where you you are starting to like. It does. It's Hone just like in on how, like, you know, it. whatever options you've picked from, like, the starting level. You're like, all right, cool. Yeah. This works with this really well. I can combine this. Oh, and I've also got this item that lowers all my cooldowns by 0.8 seconds. And I've upped that a few times. So now my cooldowns are really, and everything's just firing it, like, on all cylinders. And you just feel like this absolute god walking through this area. But, um, but it doesn't feel over powered as well in the same breath it will throw things at you where you're like oh hang on gotta think about this and even the different stuff yeah well that's it and like the, it, even well, it like there's like, different the different it stages it change like when you, when it is so the first one is like that open you know, field that you see anytime you see vampire time. survivors it's like that open green field um and you're just wandering around that um the next one is like a library and it's like a thin corridor that you can go just from side to side, basically like you can keep going and going and going. And there are things you can pick up 
on your first run through them that sort of like give you overall um, like pluses, I guess. There's one of those stages that I got a, a thing where you can turn it off in the menu, but like every time I hit the pause menu, I have the map of the area and so I can see items and things that I might be able to go pick up. Um, or it's like, you know, I think like a kill counter or something like that. There's different things you can pick up. And there's also like persistent upgrades as well. So you get gold throughout the your runs and you can use them to like pump into different things like basic stuff like damage and health and um, cooldown times. And then there's like, um, I think for like 10 or 15,000 gold, it's like you can get uh, revived once um, per run. So it, it'll like revive you once per run. So um, I did mention it's on mobile and it is free. There is no monetization in the game in terms of like you can spend $4 and get some coins so you can upgrade. It's none of that. There are some ads and they are completely optional, like completely optional. So for instance, I was talking about resurrecting. Um, there is, so if you die and you're pretty far into a run, it'll give you the option to watch an ad for one revive. So you just watch it. That's exactly right. And I'm like, that's it. That's exactly what I do. It's just like, cool, set it to go. For a free that's game, pretty, that's all, perfect. All okay. that too. Yeah, like it's a single so, ad. Uh, like, you can just put your phone down. Yeah, so even still, it's like what, 30 seconds of your time and you put it down and you mm-hmm. get another revive. It's, it's really good for when you're like, mm-hmm. you're on a good run and you're starting to like play around with some different weapons that you've just unlocked as well. Because um, you do unlock more weapons that will appear in the pool of things you can pick from as well. Um. Yeah. It's such a weird game. The people I know who... I don't know anyone who likes it. Yeah. I know people who love it. This will probably probably mm-hmm. be Simon's game of the year. That's fair. Uh, he's a massive... I know he's been talking about it. He, he bugged me into playing it on Game Pass. Um, and look, it didn't click with me at all. And I got, I got on mobile and... It, it's, it's not clicking yeah, me. Yeah, exactly. It's Still, perfect for one hand gaming. But like one hand playing, I love that it's like, to mobile because it, it, it works. It's, it's a game around. that works perfectly well. You use one finger on it. Like, that is the one time I'd be okay with someone using their phone in a fucking cinema because I'd be like, yeah, it, you're it, doing it, something it, way more interesting than watching this movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just to yep. play Vampire Survivors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See, when I play Vampire Survivors, I look at my little vampire slayer and I quote I quote Avatar 2009 uh, a quote from Colonel uh, Quaritch and he says I, I, if I my if job I to keep you alive fucked, I would I every time succeed. you drop in one of those quotes I put like a, a like a crackling fire sound what like a, a fireplace sound in the background just like <laughs> and now it's Avatar the retelling of Avatar with Jesse Monroe Joel, I look, mean, they're not wrong. Buddy, but they're not wrong. Says, I'll, I'll, you have a strong I'll fucking wear that no one. Fear, um, but it's stupid. Harsh, but <laughs> no, it doesn't. And if it is, this I is don't want a part of it. This is off into us having to do a fucking nah, won't. series of podcasts, isn't it? And I don't know if I'm okay with that. <sighs> oh, God, it, Joel, it, 
You will have advantage. Karin, you're right. Look, everything Karin. out there wants to kill you and eat Karin, your eyes. I'm talking about something I'm vaguely interested in. Okay. Oh, I'm not vaguely interested I don't know what in. that means. Can't be good, though. Unobtainium, yep. baby. <laughs> just, sorry, go, go, just going back to, mm-hmm. to Vampire Survivor, just to derail and go back to video games. Um, mm-hmm. Mobile games are doing very yeah. well right <laughs> now because between mm-hmm. Vampire Survivors and Marvel Snap, and I guess the trash fire that is Twitter at the game in itself, it, it, it is good and it's getting attention and these games run really well. Vampire Survivors mm-hmm. is, is a very simplistic game, but it, it runs beautifully. Aesthetic. And Marvel Snap, as I've said a few, it's, a few weeks ago, I finally turned up to 60 frames per second because I didn't realize I was running it on that. And it is stunning gorgeous. for what it is. Well, it's it's the stunning. Thing. I, I like it. I'm hoping we, we really get a Here's bit more... Here's the thing. Um, Here's a fuck. Like a bit of effort put into mobile games. On that. Go listen to and the they're not all better all look like a uh, crime boss. Ooh, Wait, that is a game coming out. Rock A City, baby. Um, you've You've... Really, just rattle me with, you've rattled me with like the two or three, three quotes you just like railed off in a, in a row. Um, but here's the you've, thing, though: you've mobile games him. have always been good. Just, people are actually actually paying more attention to them now. You, and you, and, and, and it's a now. case of like sifting through the chaff because there is a lot of just absolute garbage out there. That is true, and that's fair. I totally get it. But like, I've, I'm going back to like. Well, I'm going back yeah, to like the, the early days of like of the iPhone that. where it was like Infinity Blade was like I can barely keep up with shit. like the like games that, I do play at this point. Infinity Blade popped into my brain the other day and I was like, fucking miss that. Yeah. Like that was such a fun game. Oh, see, there you go. You crush the castle. Back field runners. I'm a, I I, yeah. I can speak about yep. tower defense games. Um, Space, Space, Space Miner was another one I played that was like a like Frontiers, a asteroids, baby. like twin stick shooter Sorry. game. Kill fucking love Space Miner. Oh boy. Jetpack Joyride and Fruit Ninja. It was Half Brick Studios in was, Queensland. Yep. Was it like um they, that, Jet Jetpack Joy? Oh, that was made in Australia. That one as well. Yeah. Yeah. Was, yeah. It's the one. So yeah, they've been good, but I just feel like mobile's really finding its. Not really necessarily its strength, mm-hmm. but the, these two games in particular are good examples of um, mobile games that yeah. don't have to yeah. rely on that predatory monetization. It's funny, with Vampire like, Survivors, I kept waiting play, for the point where games. it was like, ah, and, uh, here's they the thing. They try to feed on like, me constantly. Oh, it's offering me to, and sometimes it's, it's offering me to pay this and I get this for... Okay, sure. It never happened. And then the ad thing popped up for the first time. I'm like, Money, please. And then it was just like, no, you just watch an ad, you can revive once. Or I think the other option you can get is at the end of a run, you can like increase your coins that you like your gold that you've earned by watching an ad. I have seen people complain about the ads in Vampire Survivors, but I think that's more a people have the mentality, like, you know, things like how EA yep. monetized everything in, in like in like Battlefront and things like that. People have a very sharp knee-jerk reaction to any sort of advertising, even when the game's free. Any sort of monetization. That's why I think. And it also doesn't people who get mad on... that you can buy yeah. skins in Fortnite. It's like, and, the and game's like with free, it's a very well-polished yeah. game. The money needs to be coming from somewhere. Something like Vampire Survivors, one ad. Exactly, and that's the thing. Like, I, yeah. I think they've done if you, such if you a want to buy a skin, great don't buy it. Game and you can't it. bother watching one ad. Again, it's then, probably not for well, everyone. Pay some but I think there is like a, a big yeah. market out there for people who are interested in something like this. And it's free. Just give it. 
and and if you don't want to, you don't want to play it on your phone, like which I loved in it's free the trailer. They played at the game awards. They like poked fun at Blizzard with the you guys all have phones, don't you? Like it was this like crazy like like midnight ad where they were advertising yeah. something. Uh, and and yeah, they like the, the opening line was like, "You all have phones," and it was. I was like, well done, well played. Um, so they've got a good sense of humor and it's just, I don't know, I, I'm really enjoying it. It's just something I find if I've got a couple of minutes to, or if I'm sitting on the couch and, you know, my wife's watching uh, like um, something on TV and I'm just like, I'm just going to play Vampire Survivors for half an hour and just chill out. It's just nice and relaxing in a weird way. But Kyron, please tell us. Yes, please. Please review us with tales of new season. Yes, uh, we've arrived at the. I want to know why I need to come back. I can now. I finished God of War, so feel free to skip the next ten or fifteen minutes if you don't give a shit about Destiny, and that's fine. No, I want to uh, know because I've been, I've been, I've been knee deep in God started. of War Ragnarok. Joel, so I, like, I have just finished it, so <laughs> I'm ready to jump back into Destiny too. I'm feel like, free to leave if you want to. <laughs> tell me why I'm missing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, so I want—I don't want to get it's like Joel. It's—it isn't—it's another season of Destiny, so all the trappings are there. Um, but this—we've kicked off the season of the Seraph, which to people who don't play Destiny means nothing. Um, but if you do play Destiny, it is a season that. Oh my God! Yes, it's the season that is going to lead us into the next expansion, which drops on March first. Which might I add, also had a sick trailer at the Game Awards. Um, uh, like just so there's that one subclass that this looks like we knew you could have like the spider-man grappling there's that one point no where one like they could, like, latch onto like an enemy so in front of it and then swing yeah. around behind like a group of enemies and just crush start... anytime as i Man. fly around mm. yeah. yeah yeah i was wondering what that was i didn't know there was a new class okay yeah all right so that's that I, that's, and this is a problem destiny has that is a new subclass oh <laughs> No, currently you can't do it, but with this new expansion, they're adding in, yeah, this grappling hook into this new subclass that you'll be able to use anywhere. And because of how it works, you can... The, the logic of the subclass is it's like psychic energy where you can sort of like see Fuck through the, you know, reality. Magic. Which is why you can sort of like grappling it. hook Let's on a nothing is because you're like, no, and but in, in this other Also, reality, also just, just going so back as well, like, like I, I hope like, there's some like whatever. stuff in like the hell. score for this new, for, for Lightfall that's like but that anyway, trailer because, oh, baby, I want some of that like, that, oh, that like, that like, uh, what is it called? Um, Synthwave fucking neon I, I outrun of that song. music. It's a good song. Oh, Please do. Please do. I would be shocked if the soundtrack didn't have something. Like. But uh, anyway, we're getting ahead of ourselves. You, you can hear me talk about that a lot next year in uh, March when it drops. And I and I plunge head first into it. Uh, but Season of a Seraph is just a new season of Destiny. Um, this is the last season for Witch Queen's year. And it is basically dropping the last few little breadcrumbs of a story that'll lead us into Lightfall. Uh, we've got a. We're basically been tasked. Russia's with greatest love machine. Once yes. Powerful AI that is Rasputin, who used to fucking defend us from everything in the system. And yeah, yes, yes, ra 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 Rasputin, um, where he was once previously, mm-hmm. you know, like super strong. To to boil it down to really basic terms, but he got his ass kicked by the pyramid ships when they rocked up. 
and Anna Bray, one of our allies in the game, managed okay. to bail him out of it and a little Engram. And ever since then, and that was, I think, a start of Beyond Light, maybe? Yeah, I think it was Beyond Light. She's been tinkering away for the last two years trying to get this all-powerful AI out of his tiny little Engram into an excellent yeah. And the entire Destiny community has just been sitting there sort of doing the same thing of like tapping their watch and tapping their feet being like, we know it's coming, Bungie. Fucking get to it. Um, and yeah, we're finally getting to it. And I've got to say, I know there's been a lot of differing opinions about how this year has gone for Destiny Seasons. Um, Risen was the first one, which was the best. Haunted was mixed and right, was yeah. even more mixed. This one so far, though, I fucking love. And that's purely because I'm a massive fucking simp for all the Warmind stuff. So it had me at the gate, all these like angular, triangular weapons, um, doing stuff for Rusky. Yes. There's a new dungeon where you have to like fight your way up a tower to kill Vex to get, and you can get this like bow that like talks at you. I don't know. It's just, it, it at the, the appeal of the Destiny seasons is usually A, the story, which I'm into this story, and B, how cool the weapons and armor mm -hmm. are, and the weapons and armor yeah. are really cool. If you've got the silver, which is a real money currency, the there's dawning. some sweet Assassin's Creed armor sets. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, um, I'm kind of like, yeah, I finished started, God of War Ragnarok so last night, and I was like, oh, for man. All the and then which is so I, I completely absurd. forgot about that there was a new season of Destiny which, on. And I was like, oh, yeah, I could, I could go for some Destiny right now. I could really go for that. <laughs> the absurdity of the dawning event is my favorite thing because last year when it happened, when I was playing it, it was during the long season, right? It was like a six, what, like a 12 week season. But this one, the new stories just started yep. and it's like yep. super urgent. We've got to get this powerful AI and put it in a robot body to save us. But also this week we have to make cookies. <laughs> this is cookie week. So say, look, <laughs> every time you mention Destiny, I say, I'll play it soon. I'll play it soon. Well, if I was best to chance. do so, look, those times have passed, okay? How much am I paying for all the, because it sounds like there's a bunch of different DLCs and a bunch of expansions and all that type of stuff. How much am I paying? So... It really depends what you want to do. Like, to jump in and play this season, the season usually works so that you only need to buy the season pass, like the little battle pass. The season pass for, like, $10, mm -hmm. $15. Ooh. It's if you want to start doing the story content, like, for example, you would need to buy... If you wanted to do the Witch Queen missions, you have to buy the Witch Queen expansion. Uh, but, yeah, generally, if you just want to jump in and try the season, you don't need to buy a great deal. It's just the season pass, and that's only if you want to have access to some extra story stuff and, like, the paid track on the battle pass. Mm. Like, it's... So, but it will be very, again, it's very confusing to jump into and Destiny hasn't fixed that yet. I think Lightfall, the next expansions, when they're planning on really working no, on that's, that. No, that's the next expansion. A more beginner-friendly introduction because if you log in now, it'll, it'll throw you in Oh, so, so sorry, Lightfall shit. isn't out yet. Is that what you're saying? No, that comes oh, out Oh, sorry, March. I thought it was already had. Okay. It comes out in March? March 1st, that comes out. Oh, so this season I'm, has started uh, I've now. I've already pre-ordered it, run thanks right to my son. The night before. Who... We'll probably have a pre story that game, event, and then that expansion for um, me, yeah, um, then at full price. Your son has got your back. <laughs> he did, yeah. He did, yeah. He, he, yeah, look, he got. He, yeah, he, look, just, like, I woke up one morning though, and I had an email he saying, "Hey, thanks for spending you know, eighty bucks on the life expansion that's coming out that. in like eight months." And I was like, "Fuck." <laughs> My son, it was just, he was just pressing buttons and the TV wasn't even really on, I don't think. But, yep, 
managed to manage to pre-order that for me. But <laughs> I sort of like, I, I was like, I can't be mad. I was going to buy it anyway. So I guess he's just, just like expedited the process for me. But you're welcome. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's literally, it's, I've literally Look, framed it with my wife can't. as a Christmas present from him. Like that's, You're he's bought me that for Christmas. That's like, he, he's like, here, dad, here's Destiny 2 Lightfall for you. I'm like, thanks, son. I appreciate it. I really. <laughs> also, sorry, can I just mention something? Because you remind me of it when you mentioned you have a bow. I haven't watched any videos on it yet. I kind of want to just like dive into it. I'm thinking about upping I my game I have seen a couple of videos and it's convinced me I'm never playing this game. For... Yeah, I'm... It's... I Look, I don't think I'm going to play it. It looks pretty annoying at times, but it has two of the strangest things I've seen in the game. One... There is a full 90-minute-long movie you can yep. watch within the game. And doesn't it's not even the main part. It is a side, it's, it's like something on the side. You have to go find it. It's, yeah. it's not a big deal. Yeah. The other one is... Uh, trash pal, trash pal you, Kids you or something like, like yeah. Beanie Baby kind of thing. It's like little trash... Yep. I can't remember what they're called. But there's one... Yeah, yeah, well, yeah like Garbage Bell <laughs> Kids. Um, based on those, I can't remember what they're called in the game, though. And one of them is Flat Out Fraser Crane. And the description <laughs> says something along. Wait, actually, give me one second. Yeah. I'll, I'll bring yeah, it up. He does. I saved it and I sent it to he a, does. Um, a friend of the show, Brendan White from uh, from Apeit, who hates Frasier. I don't. I don't get it. Oh, good lord! Enemy of the show. <laughs> yeah, trash bag babies, and just Frasier from Frasier, and it's it's just a that's that's great. It's just a drawing of Frasier. I, and they're like, yeah, we're going to yeah, get sued for 100%. this. Yeah, it does, 100%. Both of those facts sound like Justin Whatever. Um, it's, it's very strange. It sounds like Justin Roiland. <laughs> yeah. There's part of me that's like, ah, oh, maybe. Like, when I see High on Life, like, it is unapologetically Justin Roiland, and that's why I think I don't want to play it. <laughs> um, we've like, done I this. saw the clip it's doing the rounds with yeah, like the, I the think, lazy yeah, game design I, gag yeah, and maybe like, even was like seven years ago <sighs> yeah yeah like maybe like five years ago i would have loved yeah it. maybe the, maybe yeah. The, the first time we made that same joke but now it's like all right all right buddy yeah so but, but right, the description right, i found it for the phrase frazier from frazier says we're not allowed to do this one That's this card is going to get us sued it doesn't My even really God. fit into this set. I, yeah. But we forgot to change it. But so, yeah, this one's just Frasier from the TV show Frasier. Destiny 2 has really <laughs> made me... I'm like, <sighs> okay, all right. I think I'm ready to go back. I want to go bake some cookies. I want to go I want to go shoot some things again. I want to go pop some uh, Cabal heads again. Get that glorious sound. Narrative-wise, like again, because it's the last season of the year, but the stakes are getting pretty high, um, and I'm very curious to see how it's going to link in. Because I do like I know that it's it's not a new thing. Destiny's not the first one to do it. Like Fortnite does it every season now. Like having that big end of chapter or season event that sort of leads into the next one. Um, and the mission we did it before the Witch Queen drop was really cool, and I'm really curious what the mission before this is going to be. Because for all intents and purposes, we're going to probably bring back this 
because basically Lightfall's set on this like hidden like civ- like civilization on Neptune but we don't know about but it sounds like the AI we're trying to reboot does and I'm fully expecting us to boot it, to boot him up yeah and he's gonna be like oh yeah it's right here but at that time last ones in the hidden like, world is a rotten egg so like, yeah, thanks but... guys uh, we'll meet you there it's like wait no that wasn't that was meant to be secret oh oh well <laughs> exactly <laughs> And then the I saw that there was something the, about the like, like having to go to the tower to start rebuilding the, something Earth, as well. Just, that... It looks like we're going to be on the ship when it jumps. I just... Oh. Okay. There is it. Okay. So in next reset, there'll be a new exotic weapon Sick. up for grabs from a new timed quest. And it sounds like that's what that's tied to. We're going to go reboot the space bridges and like infiltrate this like space station above Earth. Ooh. To give us, so it's an exotic pulse rifle that's got like four. I kind of, I kind of feel so like I like need to play this season because like I, I, I want to get mods you can get for it. So with know. the like end of season cool. events, Either you have to have had um, that that yeah, season pass yeah. to to join in with that. Cool. Yeah, cool. No, no. Normally you can just jump in and you can just jump in and see it. Like they're not that restrictive. Again, like I said, like you only really buy the season passes. A couple of things. I think there's like a mission maybe you can't do. Okay. Um, for this one, it might be the exotic gun. You might not be be able to get it. Uh, but generally, I mean, the rest of the stuff you can just I'm, see. All the weapons and I'm armor absolutely, you can get. I'm, yeah, they do. It's just like, just, just give them Bungie about ten, fifteen dollars. <laughs> like here, Bungie, just flipping them a coin. They need the money. God, if you. Honestly, like, I'm shocked anyone still works at Bungie. Like, yeah. I know that a lot of communities are demanding and needy and incessant, but God, the, the Destiny community just... I'm so glad that I play and like this game and don't partake in it. I'm like, no, thank you. I just enjoy shooting I, things in this I think game. we've mentioned it before, too, about, like, like they're the people that, like, this is the only game that they play. I'm like, God. Like, that's... And just, I don't mean like, that I'm in a... Go go I don't mean that in, like, a, oh, these losers <laughs> only play Destiny 2. Like, what, what bunch of losers? Like, it's... No... That's that's their thing. That's what they yeah, do. Exactly. That's, that's how they and like connect with their friends and no. all that sort of stuff. And that's that's awesome. But that's yeah. what I'm feeling now. I'm 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 legitimately probably gonna like, go buy that. I had time away to play God of War. It worked out really well. And now I'm back to Destiny. Like, all right, let's do this. Think story. Let's go. go. So yeah. Awesome. So that's where well, that's where you'll probably catch me guns. a lot over the next few months. Now that now that all the big guns are out, and I'm just sort of just Game chilling War. out before Game Dead Space drops happened. next year. Game Awards happen. I was leaving it there for you. That's why it was the well extended done. pause. Well yeah. There is some big guns. <laughs> You're so lucky because I I was just making an Avatar joke. Ooh, there are some there are some big guns in Avatar. Well, speaking of Destiny, do you think Jake knew what Destiny had in store for him when he first landed on Pandora? All those Welcome back, ago? everyone, to the Navi cast. I think he did. Uh, but, you know, when Destiny <laughs> comes along... Welcome back to the Navi cast. When Destiny uh, comes a-knocking, <laughs> Jake yeah. answered the, Jake answered uh, the door. But, yeah, Game Wars happened recently. <laughs> and uh, I've heard of Narrowcast, but not Navi cast. Navi cast. Will you fucking give me, give me a moment? I'm getting to it. Game so Awards happened recently, bonus and uh, if you want to this hear is... our impressions about what we thought about all the no, big no. global premieres, no, as Jeff not. was calling it this year, um, you can go listen to Story Mode podcast, uh, where we went into detail about those, uh, a, a few things that were, a few of the tidbits that we wanted to talk about on there. Um, but if you want to hear our impressions about 
the show itself and the winners. It's time we go head on over to the bonus round. Bonus round. The bonus round is the segment of the show where if we can't fit it into a dope or nope or it doesn't make the quest log or fit in there, it's it's a bonus round. So we're doing one of those this week because basically we're just going to talk about the show and not the reveals themselves and 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 the things that we saw, even though there was some very cool stuff that we got that got shown off. Um, like I said, you can go listen to Story Mode podcast to hear all our thoughts on those sort of things. But uh, we're going to talk about the show itself, the stuff that was on stage, and the winners as well. Um, and I, I believe you know the last time we we spoke, Kyron, we did an episode. We went through our our picks for the winners and we'll tally up those and uh, figure out who wins this year's round. Will I be playing a shit ton of Perfect Arc Zero or will I have to think of something else? But anyway, I think the best way to open it up would be uh, general thoughts of the show. How, like Jesse, what did you think of the show itself this year? I, yeah. I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. Um, as, as I mentioned in the story of my podcast, I, I watched it a little bit late, so I saved social media and all that type of stuff. Um, and when I went through it, it seemed, while it was still mm-hmm. 12 hours long, it felt more concise. There was less, it seemed to be less ads than usual. Still a lot, but less than there were in past years. A lot more world premieres. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It started to have its own identity, I felt like, this year. It stopped trying to be the Oscars for games. It was, no, this is the Game Award. We're going to do stuff our own way. And I think mm-hmm. we saw a really cool part of that, of what that what that could be with Christopher Judge's speech. How if that was the Oscars, he would have had 30 seconds, but they let him talk. Yeah. But then it... it, it went back in its own word basically and tried to become an award show again. It's like, ah, let's let's treat this more if we're gonna be showing off trailers and things like that, let's treat this as a celebration of gaming. Not as a, less of an award show, more for celebration. I, I would really like that. But I, I can see what I'm loving mm-hmm. about this, it seems like Jeff really takes on Jeff Keeler that is, really takes on the feedback. Cause every year you do see the the little niggles you had with, with the last season, yep. they do Get bumped off. Yeah, kind of. What about you? What he's you he's slowly is? whittling away into Crane's being incredible. I really liked this year. I'm 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 pretty much in the same boat. Like, uh, I've watched these like every year for several years now, and I know it's it's really easy to sort of like kick at the Game Awards and be like, and like you know, poke at it and be like, <laughs> but yeah. I do agree that this is probably the strongest showing I've had yet. The show felt really tight, even though, as you said, it still goes for it's like a three and a half hour show or something. Still, um, I just it just, but I think it just didn't feel yeah. like a three and a half hour show. Last, I don't know if that makes sense, but like last, last year's year's show, show, my god, it felt like it went last year's show really felt like the gone, Avatar the way of massive water, segments. Um, of That's what like, this one yeah, didn't yeah, have. It didn't really I have feel. segments where, just where they were talking forever. about other stuff. Yeah, it goes on forever. That's what that's what it is. Um, Anyway, I like this year's show. Oh, wait, uh, when I, we think it was I bad? With both... <laughs> Sorry, a what? A kaswang, right? Hey, Joel, you're being a real <laughs> kaswang. 
Move more on a Navi. Oh god. Look, I can't pronounce it. I'm the Navi. Yeah, no, I like echoing both. It's not my native tongue, believe it or not. But the intention is a much more streamlined show. It just felt and I don't know whether that was because of like the the quality of the world premieres just felt really consistent this year as well. Um There is there is one thing I want to point out, and it's not it's not huge, and yeah, like yeah, it seems like exclusively a Nintendo thing, but it always just weirds me out when a Nintendo game wins the award, and then like up comes Doug Bowser. I'm like, uh, that all right, Mister Nintendo CEO. I was hoping to hear from the developers, but it's fine. I guess yeah. we'll have you up, and you'll read your little company approved spiel. Well, like, yeah. and, like know, even this one, it he, wasn't he, even he him doing to, it. Like, he was reading about new Bayonetta a game plug from Platinum Games that had like had the air for it. I guess, yeah. Oh, God. It's just, I don't know. I really appreciated, like, when we got to have, maybe even if it wasn't, like, the full dev team, obviously, even, like, people who at least, like, worked on the game, but it was just weird to me to see. And it, the only reason it stuck out to me, because I still remember last year's one where he came up to do the acceptance for Metroid Dread winning best action game. Wow, like, that's I true. Yeah. I'd love to see That's true. Stage. I mean, do you want to jump straight into that? Like, at the end of Mr. the show. Um, and this is the year that anyone would be on stage as well. A game of the year. Yeah. Anyone was possible. Anyone. Um, I mean, we'll get to it eventually in our run through, but obviously it was Elden Ring. Um, and so, uh, Miyazaki and some of his team got up on stage, uh, and there was someone there that looked a little bit out of place, but I didn't really pay much attention to it. I was, yes. Yeah. 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 And, and so he, child. he's on stage and then like, he, he Miyazaki like, he like falls in as the entourage is doing the, 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 the show's about to run. finish and this young gentleman steps forward and says something about uh the, the like the I can't remember the exact quote he says um hey martin you know real quick i want to thank everybody and, I, yeah. and say that i think i want to nominate this award to my reformed orthodox rabbi bill clinton Oh. Which, now, I watched all of the Game Awards, and I turned it off just before that happened. Because the music started to play. I'm like, oh, I turned it off. Oh. I was out on holiday. I wanted a drink. Um, so I went out on the, on, the, on the balcony, and I'm sitting there, and I'm having my cocktail, my pina colada. And I'm flicking through Twitter, and I'm like, why is Bill Clinton trending with the Game Awards? Like, what <laughs> happened? And I thought, a lot of people were weren't talking about it because obviously in this day and age yeah. i guess and with certain events happening as of late and certain um certain kanye west of the world <laughs> revealing stuff to being you know monsters i think mm-hmm. the very natural um reaction was was like oh shit this guy's like a right-wing anti-semitic piece of shit it's a bloody um, dirtbag yeah turns out it's still a piece of shit but not so much anti-semitic um, yeah, he's it, just a piece of shit because he's like a stupid. Little he kid. he just he's he's just a troll. troll. He's just doing this yeah. for attention. He's done this to a bunch of things. I mean, when I first saw that he was on Infowars once, I'm like, okay, this screw this dude. Uh, but he trolled them as well. He's just a serial pest. It was a real shit thing to do, a shit time to do it. Yeah, I'm glad yeah. there was no 
uh, kind of uh, it's the thing about xenophobia it was weird. behind his words. Well, the, he's been interviewed since. Yeah, well, that's there's that. Um, but the weird thing, ab- it's just so, it was it was weird. Jeff Keighley was, was about yeah. to smack him because I. I I was watching it, and like when the camera cuts over wide, you just start to see security come to the stage. Because he like, saw the, the, um, the Miyazaki's like a translator, kind of like Lena was like, yeah. "Fuck is this clown?" <laughs> <laughs> and I, I will, I chuckled because there was a good ve- meme. That is very good. Where it was just like invaded by that dark spirit. It, it, that the weird thing about it was too, like filter. they started, started playing because like it was obviously Miyazaki funny. finished his that speech is a funny and joke. the music swelled up, and then. This guy stepped forward and they dropped the music again. Oh, actually, no, we'll let this person speak. And then he started saying that. And that. Yeah. Yeah, because. Well, you never know. Like, it's Christopher Judge, he's back. And then. <laughs> like running for stuff, we're like, oh, maybe maybe he's part of the. Maybe he's got something to say about Elden Ring. And then, whoops. That's it. Yeah, no, exactly. Because then, clearly, yeah, like cutting over to Jeff Keighley, no he's so just sort of like giving this like wide eyed, like, oh, like he's got something, someone's coming to the mic. Oh, oh boy, I'm board, glad this is the down. end of the show. Yeah. 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 To, to hear the credit, he played, he played it off well. He just went with it. And then he he went straight back into Jeff Keighley mode, reading off the teleprompter and taking the crowd. I said credit to him. But then straight afterwards, he also tweeted, like, this individual's been arrested. They hadn't been arrested. Yeah. The um, venue security had taken him to a room for questioning, and then he was released because he technically committed no crime. Um, and since then, I know oh, a yes, bunch of places yeah. have gone out to do interviews with him. He spoke to um, uh, Jason Schreier. Yeah, uh, I yeah, believe I saw he Jason Schreier talking. Yeah, about. I, I believe he spoke to him, uh, and he's like, "Yeah, it's just like, I, I, he's just a kid." So I, again, I'm, like, I'm it's, glad it's they're not trying to push even though he's bigger and he's not trying to push I mean, again. I don't know what they would some try sort of push horrific them. agenda again. Like we said, but yeah, it it is. I don't know. It. I feel like some people could probably put it in like uh, skew it as a way of being like, oh, it's a weird way to end the show, and it's, it's a bit of a disappointing way to sort of like, you know, round out the night. But really, everything else sort of overshadowed it anyway. So like. Good on him. He he got his he got his, yeah, yeah. He got his like thirty seconds and then, whatever you know. Yeah, it, it really has dropped out of the zeitgeist. So, yeah. I mean, I guess yeah. the story that's come out the most, and this is the story that I'm the most outraged about, was the backlash Jesus. against Christopher Judge. I fucking yeah. so he won he won Holy best shit. performance yeah. deservedly so because his oh. turn of Kratos in, in Ragnarok is magnificent and Joel you can truly appreciate that now because the ending beautiful yeah. beautiful so well done um yeah look anyone from that game could have could have won the war award pretty easily yeah when Joel did our Joel and I did our things I was like I almost nah. want Ragnarok to have its own category like best performance of God of War yeah. Ragnarok because they were all so I, good. I, I can't so pick incredible. my favorite no I mean either I really cannot but. So his speech went for eight minutes. Um, and you see when he's walking up there, he has a piece of paper because he knew he was going to win. He's Christopher fucking judge. He looks at it and then he scrunches it up, puts it back in his pocket. And he just it speaks was in-, in the heart. And it, it, look, he does ramble, but it's a very honest and open discussion. He just talk, goes there and he talks and he's thanking people. Yeah. And then he's talking about his life and the role and what the game meant to him and... How we how we almost left the franchise when he when he found out that Corey wasn't doing the sequel and then he, you know he fully trusts yeah. the team that does it. It was incredible and 
that's the sort of moment that makes the game awards different to other awards. It makes it its own thing and it's a true celebration of the people who are behind these games. And I think it's people enjoy that. There's a lot of cynicism being like, oh, he's broken for too long, blah, blah, blah. I don't cares? think he did. <laughs> no. And I think he, he they should have given him more respect. I, I don't, I, I understand that it was probably a little bit of it was a pretty nervousness that when it cut back to Jeff, he made a joke about it. I think he was just kind of on the spot. He didn't, he, he didn't expect it to go down no, like that. Absolutely not. So he just he went did, for the easy yeah. jokes. Yeah, but there was a few laid out. It's like I don't think exactly. He, he yeah, made it was a, yeah. That. Credit to Wick. He spoke for eight stream decks. Yeah, Jeff, Jeff's decks, little joke there was pretty fun. I feel like Christopher yeah, Judge he's trying to help out the people. Well. Exactly. People who are watching. Why not? Exactly. So. Mm-hmm. He's, been, he's been making fun of it online and stuff like that but I don't know I, I've watched that speech a few times now and the respect I have for that man is is off the chart I, I really like it, it's weird the God of War franchise has introduced me as, as a fan I guess yep to two men who really represent yep. the whole like absolutely Garrett's whole like toxic masculinity bullshit just be who you are. Be honest. It's it, it, it's Christopher and Corey, and just seeing how they how they conduct themselves in interviews, how they speak about others and stuff like that, how they're very open about their 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 upbringing and their their feelings and emotions, yep, and they absolutely. want to encourage others. To do and stuff. like they I did have that. the music underneath, but it wasn't like the Oscars where they just that. sort of like turn the, the volume knob speak. up 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 yeah. up after like thirty seconds. They were just like, oh yeah. Eleven. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was. It was. It was they adding tried to it. To drown him out, yeah, and then they realized, oh no, we're giving him a crescendo. Like it's, it's um, and it became the yeah, most that was epic a, that was a, shit a definite ever highlight seen. of the show as well. Is there anything else that sort of stood out to you from the show? So I mean, like on the God of War train, I haven't, I haven't watched this myself yet because I hadn't finished the game and I felt like it was a bit of a. I, I didn't want to watch it yet because I hadn't encountered that this particular song at that point. Um. Uh, yeah, Hosea doing uh, blood on the blood on the snow, and blood upon the snow. Yeah, haunting. Yeah, fucking blood oh, upon God, the what snow. A, what an absolute Bear, Bear McCreary. Watching it for Bear McCreary, rocking on the hurdy gurdy off in that performance. <laughs> I fucking love Bear. Bear, Bear is my like man. Yeah, of I'm, I'm gonna. Absolutely. I need to go well, watch that that, that, that performance because that, that was the only thing that, that I, that I skipped like, over because I was like, ah, uh, I feel like I'm and close to the end at that point, which I was, and I was like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna move through that. It it even yep. even yep. like because I mean it's in mm-hmm. the credits, so I haven't seen it technically either. But having at least finished the storyline, I think you can enjoy that song a lot. Yes, a hunt. I've been listening to it pretty nonstop the last few days, and yeah, it, it beautifully matches the um the game. And like I, I watched that live performance multiple times. I've actually watched both um musical performances from the night multiple times. I, I, I'm Very surprised cool. I didn't like. I'm surprised um, I didn't try and like Halsey rebrand her as Helsey or something for the night because like, yeah, she was out there doing a song, doing yeah, a song for doing a song for Diablo Four in. God damn it. Yep. Diablo 4 about to make, really make me feel so conflicted, honestly. Because I'm, I'm going to buy it because it yep. looks no, fucking I'm, incredible. But I have to reconcile I'm with the fact absolutely that... absolutely the same. 
that also does go towards supporting mm-hmm. yeah. Blizzard. So if, like, they're a very iffy company at best sometimes still. Iffy? Do they improve? <laughs> no. No, yeah. Not that I'm aware of. Um, but it's, I also want to... While we're talking about the music really quickly, I do want to say... Flu Man I was, was awesome. disappointed by the Incredible. Uh, Awards Orchestra this year with that Game of the Year montage. Yep. That mo- sweet. I did not like it. Flute Man was cool. It was. Flute Man was amazing. But it just... It did not do... Oh, the, the Elden Ring theme was just lost in I it. feel like all the the styles of music they need to play across all the games were so dramatically different compared to the yeah. last few yeah. years that instead of making yep, it... absolutely. Agreed. ...have these like jarring shifts, they just pushed them all to one an amalgamation and they made it sound like none of them. It was yeah. elements of everything that made it sound like I nothing. Because even like last well, year's yeah, had I mean, a pretty varied, you know, song pace and variety. But I thought, I mean, like, Yash's was, last year's was so good. And that's why I was so excited to hear this year's. And that's not yeah. to say it was terrible. I don't want to criticize them too much, but it's just something about how mm-hmm. they arranged Agreed. it. And like, and I mean, like, the, um, the, it, it, it does sort of feel like such a disservice because thing, God, that Elden sort of Ring the mix just weird individual fucking yeah, incredible. Just, like, and I mean, like, me. let's not, let's not go without saying like the God of War theme as well. Like Kratos' theme. The Elden Ring theme. Fucking so incredible. Yeah, exactly. Like, and the thing is like the Xenoblade's music kind of matches the tone of that. Yeah beat that they were going so for underneath music, it, that, that whole vibe that underscoring of it in a way and it just didn't hit it's yeah mm, i don't want to talk about stray i i i don't want to I talk about, i don't want to talk about stray because we'll talk about it when we get to the awards because stray has a really, beef with stray. really cool soundtrack but it's very different it like, is it's sort of it's sort of reminds Stray Stray's um music sort of reminds me like that when I saw that was nominated, I was just curious about that as last year's when Village yep. was up. I was like, what are they gonna do for Village's music in the orchestra segment? And um yeah. Uh, again, it's just something about it just didn't land right. But um I still lo- I love the idea so much, but I, I will always be like, Yes, more of that. Yeah. Please. Yep. Also just do it for the fucking best soundtracks. Yep. I just yep. you, have you, the, you have an award for best score and you just don't do enough with it. Um, like, oh my a god! Song from each thing like, throughout the show, I don't know. Can we, the can we also the fucking start of the um, show, like Jeff comes out and he's like, "Hey, Al welcome Pacino. to the Game Awards 2022. We're excited to be. We got some cool hey, stuff." Hey, yo, to show Al Pacino, you ladies and gentlemen, here. Al Pacino. I was like, "Sorry, what? Who? Like, what?" <laughs> well, we are we are starting here, <laughs> and he comes out and he's like, "I can't see. Hey, hey, I'm here for the Game Awards." As you may know, I can't see the teleprompter. You like you find it, <laughs> yeah. and then he yeah, it's yep. almost in a way yeah. to make sure that Michael Madsen backstage still thinks that Al Pacino is cool. He made it really certain that everyone knew that I he did, doesn't play I video did. games. Yeah, he's like I don't play games. I did like, find great, that great, kind of great, endearing, great, though. Great, where great, he's just like, the fact that he was like, like a billion years my, old, my, my, like my kids and I've seen it, it, and it's it's confused I mean, me. Hundred percent. Celebrity crowd. Why was he there? Celebrity clout. Jeff Healy, <laughs> as much as I love a man, he loves that clout. <laughs> the best the best gag of the whole night was, was the um the sus one, just because very fucking good. Right and he was still in his like Carl fucking hoodie, hoodie. Just like hanging in the, out uh, in the game awards all like, the audience <laughs> just like is so weird to me. <laughs> goblin mode? Oh yeah, it's it, goblin mode. Yeah, yeah. He's just like super casual. Fucking love like, goblin mode. Full what is it? Um 
goblin mode? Was it goblin mode? Oh, or yeah. Uh, having said that, like, just, have you seen the video well, of Alana Pierce's costume? Uh, awesome. costume. In the, in outfit the that she wore for the evening? People who were probably dressed much nicer. Was just oh, hilarious. my God. So good. Yeah, I have, yeah. There was this really weird discourse, but just like leading up to the Game Awards, somebody tweeted something about how all the de- gaming devs will wear like a graphic T-shirt with a suit jacket over the top, and it's like, "Hey, we need up, you need up your game." It was a bit of a shitty comment, like a bit of an unnecessary comment, I reckon. But everyone piled into it. It became like the zeitgeist at the time, and then we had like Kotaku write an article about it, and, and Polygon. Everyone started writing articles about it, like it was this it massive was sweet, big like, deal, and there needed to be like a whole oh. complete revolution on fashion at the Game Awards. No, the even, fashion at the Game Awards even was fucking, fucking sick. He, uh, yeah, I haven't uh, seen fucking, many people, but like uh, Christopher Judge, Alana like, Pierce, jacket, uh, Paris, wore, like, he's, um, like blazer like jacket, blessing, fucking incredible oh. that I wanted. Oh. Oh man, let's do it. Let's go. What would you guys like, wear to the game awards? Outfits? When we get inv- invited one year, I, know, I, I, I would, I, I would probably we're, we're, personally we're, we're like, wear matching like, clothes. To answer it legitimately, something along the lines of what Greg Miller wore. Like that's that's my shit. I love um, that. Uh, Some nice pants, a really like wild out there jacket, but still looked classy as fuck. Love that shit. Yeah. Love it. Yep. Yeah. yeah. With the stripes. Well, you, Karen. I have no idea. Blue suit because I love Avatar yep. so much. Oh, 100%. Yeah, you can pull I that think, off. I think I'm going to have to wear something that would suit me. So probably something similar. I love that she... Like, I, think I love that in that video of her yeah, that she's just holding on to the fucking A mixture of that and, and Chris and Judge's <laughs> gold suit. As well. I was like, God, you're awesome. Them, I love Alana Pierce. Um, I mean, the, the, we, we spoke about DS2 and its reveal and, and its trailer in on the Story Mode podcast, but... Um, the, like, the the little sort of mini interview between best mates, Jeff Keighley and Hideo Kojima. My, Kojima has my favorite picture of the whole night. And it's when he's, because obviously oh, they um, were doing like the, the, cat, the red carpet yeah, yeah, yeah. photos. And it's him with, um, with uh, Leah Sado and I forget the other woman's name. But, yeah, I forget her name. I feel bad, but like, yeah, he's got so he's funny. got his little blazer on, but he's yeah, blazer's open just it's enough so you can see his shirt. And the shirt he was wearing that night is why me. Yeah, it's shirt. very funny. Like, it's like know, it just makes me laugh. It, it's great for any photo that he's in. <laughs> just because it's usually with someone like, famous, and it's just like, why me? It was like, why not you, Kojima? You why this, not? Kojima. Uh, yeah, friend of the yeah, show, absolutely. absolutely. Um, but yeah, like talking about how, you know, he had to rewrite <laughs> the entirety of Death Stranding 2 because he already had a script for it because he didn't want to predict another world ending event, basically. It was very funny. Right? I Yeah, that's going to be the question when that game comes out and people finish. So good. Yeah, we, we want to know what's in there. I need to know what that script um, says now. Any other highlights from the show before we get stuck into the awards? Just in case. Just in case. There yep. was a not so much a low yeah. light, but um, uh, Forbidden yeah. West continue the horizon tradition of not winning yeah. anything. Yeah, it's like it's like which, which I feel so bad sucks. for Horizon. So yeah, Gorilla did something worst time, and not just the year, like weeks apart, like coming out the year of Breath weeks of the Wild, apart, sequel coming it's, out the year yeah, of Elden Ring, like that is just that's brutal. Shout out to Ashley Birch though, friend of the show. Just 
Yeah, like so close. Mm hmm. And also, even as a Sony franchise, coming out the same year as God of War Ragnarok, mm-hmm. right? That's brutal. Actually, sorry, now that you bring up the Sony franchise, yep. the lack of Xbox was weird. Yeah, like, I mean, Phil Spencer but, was there. They kept cutting to him. I'm like, but hey, like, Phil, and then it's like, going, don't, don't look at me. There was a few. There was like two or three. There was, there was a couple. They <laughs> have you guys heard of Game Pass? It's crazy. There was that, and then there was the one where they did back to. Uh, the, the, the they GL kept dipping hat. back to, which is the one that the fact that the Xbox Game Pass app is now on like older Samsung TVs as well. It's a pretty cool feature. The fact that it's just baked in, you can download the app and stream games to your TV with just a controller oh, yeah. and nothing else. Yep. Wow. I remember Keelan predicted that as, in one of our first story yeah. gaming podcasts. Yep. And I'm like, he's got no, sc- that's stupid. You're wrong. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. he's got the death thing. Spot on. Um, what else has he got? I need to know. Along the lines of ads as well, there was that really awesome Marvel wrote, snap. He wrote the original Death Stranding. Uh, like commercial that had... Um, I need I need. It was like a, a fully animated commercial which had like different couples within the MC, like the, the Marvel Universe. And it was like... Basically, there's a, there's a music video for a song that was featured there. And the full thing's up on YouTube. And apparently it's... Well, oh, yeah. See, Joel, if cool, you played right, Marvel Snap, uh, anything else the whole we have been doing, to discuss. Yeah, and they gave away a uh, storm variant with it as well. That's pretty cool. I'll get back to it. Yeah, it's fine. Hey, I'm finished Ragnarok now. Like my schedule's <laughs> opened up. I don't feel like no, actually, I... but you should just play more Marvel Snap again. Honestly. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I got tickets. It's fine. Oh, no, I'm going to put Come I'm going to put three and a half hours away for Avatar Two: The Way of Water instead of this now. No, yep. Cameron. Yep. I'm I'm watching it twice in three. Three D. Fuck that. Three D. Gotta watch. Anyway, hey, watch it once. The Game TV, Awards winners for this year. Um, now is we'll just baby. go through each category. Is there anything you want to discuss? Please speak up, and, and, and discuss it. But we'll start at the bottom uh, of our list anyway, because we cut out a whole bunch of the um, the esports categories. We're sorry. Actually, wait, sorry, just one thing. You just reminded me something. Next year, they need to stop doing that whole bit where he cuts away, he looks yeah. away from the um, crowd, like the audience at the at the venue. Yep, especially the camera, the one, and he just rattles off. Especially the, the ones where it's like, and here's the I, nominees. I love that it saves time, but I find, I think that's super And the winner is like that. It's like, you don't even give him the I, fucking... I agree as well. Yeah. The winner is the... <laughs> It's a bit. It's that. That does. They're not looking. Oh, the fact that he's so. not looking at the crowd. Um, it's just for Alice, the TV. Yeah, so that true. sucks. Yeah, they did a couple in the pre-show as well. Which also like shout out to the pre-show being so, pretty yeah, fucking awesome as well. Yeah, I feel like a lot of cool stuff in there as well. I feel like there was Normally, it's just three. like I just have it in the background before yeah. the actual show starts. Fuck yeah, yep, hell yes. Oh, also, shout out to Sydney Goodman. Oh, yeah. I fucking love Sydney Goodman <laughs> because of those um, the bad prop making shows she did with um IGN. That's it's great. So funny. She's a big streamer now too. I think. Like she makes like a Godzilla anyway. out of like. Uh, so our awards, pieces. like it's our, so our picks, started from best esports <laughs> game. Um, so yeah. just as a quick refresher, the nominees were 
Counter-Strike Global Offense, Dota 2, League of Legends, Rocket League, and Valorant. Kyron, what did you pick? Oh, okay. All right, it's like, yeah, I, I think we both picked LOL. Um, Valorant was the winner, um, which I oh, geez, kind I of, know. like, I makes sense. My, I, I did Valorant not pick had a Valorant. Big I picked here, LOL. So. I haven't. Okay. Okay, yep. Awesome. It's I've never played fun. it. I've always Community curious about it. Trash, toxic garbage. That's very true. But if you turn um, them off, it's pretty So, fun. oh God, my list is all over the shop here. That sounds like most esports uh, So the next games, one yeah. I've got here <laughs> with like, uh, innovation in community. accessibility. Uh, the nominees were As Dusk Falls, God of War Ragnarok, Return to Monkey Island, The Last of Us Part 1, and The Quarry. The winner was God of War Ragnarok. Um, I believe I had God of War Ragnarok. Okay. You had Last of Us. Okay. I had Last of Us. It was in, I, 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 because I knew that Last of Us Part One had really good accessibility, but I forgot. I should have remembered that, like yeah. God of War Ragnarok probably um, rolled a lot of that into it. Was built built with it. Yeah, I think there was only so much. A couple of interesting tidbits with about God of War Ragnarok. Part One, incredible. Apparently, like the ray yeah. tracing features, but in it was it, even uh, behind. Like, if you part have two. like the color blindness mode on, it is still reflected in the like. That's fucking wild. Um, the amount of detail they put into that. And um, also in the credits, there it's was a um, so cool. there's like That's you amazing. know um, like accessibility consultants. Alana Pierce was also in that category as well. Yeah, very very cool, very very cool. Um, yeah, cool. All right, let's go back to what yeah, that was one of the big is best adaptation of the team. So the nominees were Arcane League of Legends, Cyberpunk, Edge Runners, The Cuphead Show, Sonic the Hedgehog Two, and Uncharted. The winner was, it really is. I think I've seen, except for Sonic the Hedgehog 2, I haven't watched yet. And I haven't watched That's all of Arcane. That's a great list. Like, good shit. Real good shit. Really good shit. Um, Arcane League of Legends won. Uh, I I had split my vote between Cyberpunk and Arcane. Um, so I got a point out of that. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah, you doubled down on that one. That was it. I doubled down, baby, because again, this was Arcane show to win. The second it was announced, I'm like, Arcane's got that in the bag. And that's no dis- that's no disrespect yeah. to the other nominees. They were all very good, but it's just like ever since I've seen Arcane, I'm like, this this is an amazing adaptation. I, of the I, game. I, I could I don't give a fuck about. I, like, I don't care about League of Legends. It was about this time I, last this year. I watched the first couple episodes. I remember I was wrapping Christmas gifts. Um, I watched the first episode. I couldn't. So yeah, I need to give it another I'll shot, I think. Try it again. Try it um, again. Next category we've got here is Content Creator of the Year. Nominees were Carl Jacobs, Ludwig Snibelian, Noboru, and Kuti Cinderella. The winner was Ludwig. We both had Nibelian, Double Down. Got done dirty, I feel. Nibel, you know Nibel on My Twitter. Nibelian. Yeah. Yeah, know you know now. Yeah, he's yeah, and it was like it was it, like I, I, we, we both sort of felt pretty you strong. You know, he's average. Oh yeah, just, yeah. like retired from the All games right. industry essentially, and like, yeah, he's just disappeared. Um, yeah, yeah, it was that like, a couple of months ago, and and vanished. Like he now is just like gone. <laughs> yep. Twitter account yeah. is Twitter account um, is still up, so we nice can't be like it, duped. But... Maybe he did need to more accept it. Like, black and, and everything. Hmm, like, yeah. Oh, maybe. Uh, 
Most double down. Most anticipated game is Final Fantasy 16, Hogwarts Legacy, <laughs> Maybe his Resident Evil knows. 4, Starfield, <laughs> and Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom wins. We both doubled down on it because it was easy points. Oh. Yeah, we absolutely did. Can was I... it? Did I hear booze for Hogwarts Sorry, Legacy okay. when this was announced? I was reading about this earlier. It, I think there's a few layers to it. I, I've, I've watched the footage. I don't think there's any booze. There were less cheers, though. However, Good. I think that also came down to, you know, Final Fantasy was announced first. No one knew they, how much they should cheer or not. And while they were cheering here at Hogwarts Legacy, right, there was a more tepid response, no doubt. But I think it was amplified just because of timing of the announcement. And then people realized, okay, yeah, this is it how is. long we take between reading, reading out. Yeah. Can we also disagree that most anticipated is the dumbest fucking award? Elder Ring. It is really it's dumb. Not, Elder Ring I, won. I think last year's nomina- it, yeah, nominees, out, I don't think any of them came out this year. Yeah, and it was within a month. Yeah. So it was, it was, I think it may have just been Elden Ring. But Elden Ring had a date at that point, though. And I, I think it's one... It was, it was, it was, it was, it was last year, well. maybe actually been the year before that. Where a bunch of games got delayed. Yeah, it would have been the year before yeah. the Ragnarok. It's such a um, and it's just like uh, it's Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> what does it even mean? It's, uh, reinvented it's the, uh, the open world genre. Ah, yeah. uh, sorry, it's Tears of the Kingdom. Nah, baby. Yeah, before. <laughs> None, but if there was one, I I'd, I'd be very impressed. Yes. How many Leon Kennedys are in? Yeah, well, okay. Modders, get to it. Modders, mm. get to it. If there was one, eh, my world uh, will change. Next category we've got running up here is <laughs> we live best in reality, Joel. Game. Not Pandora, mate. Like Call of Duty Modern it's Warfare all made 2, up. Multiverses, Overwatch 2, Splatoon 3, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. Uh, I've split the vote between TMNT and Call of Duty because it seemed like a pretty safe bet in terms of I wanted to vote with my heart and then my what I thought would win was like, ah, it's Call of Duty, right? No, S- Splatoon 3. Yeah, I, I double down on TMNT, but yeah, Splatoon yeah. 3, which again, I I know someone who plays a lot of Splatoon 3, and I feel like they get into like... Pretty wild, uh, yeah. Half, they, they complete like half of the matches they get into before a disconnect issue happens. Ugh. So I'm like, all right, best multiplayer game, guys. It's, it's really hard. It's a shame um, WB Games didn't really keep the foot down the accelerator with multiverses, because multiverses came out, and it was really well received. People having a lot of fun with it. And then... Yep. Like with a yep. lot of these sort of games. It is a shame. The, um, the breaks between content drops was a bit next too long. We've got People his best sports slash racing game. Uh, Nominated are F122, FIFA 23, NBA 2K23, Gran Turismo 7, and Oli Oli World. I split my vote. Voted for Oli Oli World. I thought GT7 would win. Kyron, what about you? Uh I doubled down on Oli Yeah, Oli. like, I, I feel because like Oli Oli World I, I, should have I, won it, I but like, I, I did, Grand Turismo 7 did win. From what I knew from sporting games, um, I was like, I feel like I haven't yeah, heard of anything about anything. Shout out fucking Roll7, Oli Oli World. It's a great game. Right. It's, while we were watching this, like, I, I, I watched it with a bunch of people who don't really get into games that much. Right. And whenever a nominee would come up, they said, hey, Jesse, who do you think would win? So whenever they came up, I would just start naming them. This is the first one the night I got wrong. I had a pretty decent streak up to this point. 
Um, and it's surprising because, yeah, look, none of them no. were perfect. The Probably the most... Yeah. The best one was Oli Oli World, but just not big enough. Grand Turismo 7 yeah. was broken. I'm, I'm shocked yeah. at one. Um, yeah, exactly. I think That's why I, yeah. I, F1, I think I, I would have been a better pick. FIFA was broke when it first came out. NBA is always the monetization on things is great. Yeah. Like it came out and people were super disappointed with the amount of content in it. How things were locked away. The progression yeah. system was broken. It was weird. And the mechanics of it weren't fantastic. That was the one I was like, okay, maybe if I, I had to pick anything like, that isn't apologize all yeah. 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 Weird, no. weird one. That's probably, that's pretty much what I was, uh, what I was doing. Uh, our next category is best Always sim slash strategy Sony. game. Nominees are Dune, Spice Wars, Mario and Rabbids, Sparks of Hope, Total War, Warhammer 3, Two Point Campus, and Victoria 3. Uh, the winner was Mario and Rabbids, Sparks of Hope. I think we both doubled down on this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we, yep. we did. And I'm also sitting here just drinking the salty yep. tears of... Even though I'm one of them, of like sim fans who are just like, <laughs> it is it, the it one was, strategy it was game its category in the sim strategy win, category, really, that's... and it wins. I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, mm-hmm. I looked at that nominee list. I'm like, it's my own rabbits, and there's nothing. There's no competition. Yeah. <laughs> Those other ones are very good. Like, yeah. I really yeah. want to play June Spice Wars, but when you chuck together sim and strategy into one thing, and a game like My Own Rabbits gets nominated, yeah. Really- what do you it, think of that yeah. June Awakening? Was it? I have yeah. no idea. Yeah. Like the MMO, the survival MMO game, I have no clue. <laughs> I really need it's to see a- more and learn more about it. It could be cool, but when you have like survival and MMO in one sentence, I get a bit nervous. It's so weird. Uh, no, it's uh, yeah. Big, I wonder what like, the AAA developers. Yeah. I mean, that'll change have gone now. for that license. Yeah, it's I fun. find that yeah. very strange. Yeah, Shiro and fun- oh, yeah, it, was pu- it was published by Funcom. Because even June Spice Wars is by a small group. Uh, um, all right. Shiro games Next up is the made, uh, best made, Nintendo game. Um, Fucking love Northgard. Sorry, best family game. Wars, but... Make that joke every year. Yeah. Never gets old. Uh, the nominees, it does. It, but the nominees are Kirby <laughs> in the Forgotten Land, Lego Star Wars, The Skywalker Saga, Mario and Rabbids Sparks of Hope. It works all the uh, time. Nintendo Switch Sports and Splatoon 3. The winner was Kirby in the Forgotten Land because of course it was because that is a charming game. I we I think we've we talk about yeah, exactly. We talk about this every year. And that's what oh, we've come God. down to. It's, is a it, fine it's just best game. Nintendo game. Nintendo game. That's all it is now. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It, it, it basically seems to be like not violent video games. Like I don't know, like games you can play with kids. Yeah, like I think this category should be like relabeled to be like best junior game, and it's that's interesting games with a rating. That's so it's not just like oh we feel like this is for younger kids for the rating. Yeah, that makes absolutely. it safe for kids to play and yeah. aim it more towards that. And you because then. Parents can actually use that as a buyer's guide. Family, exactly. when I say idea. family, well, like, I think of like yeah, you know, well, kids and parents say, sitting on the couch. I was going to say, like, to a point, of, you'd say when like, I think of a family, game, I think of a game like Buzz, like that as well, like, the quiz game yeah. from years and years ago. Where you play as a family. Jackbox, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, any sort of like Mario Party sort of game. I I feel like they're no, no. family I mean, night. 
games. Having said no that, one's having said that, I have heard a lot of people, and, and I did this myself land. as well. At, at least in the Skywalker Saga, you can play co-op with their kids. And I, I did it in the way where, like, after a while, like, I just gave Griffin a controller and was like, yeah, we're playing together. And But he loved it. Like, that was one of my favorite things I did this year like, in, in games was, was sort of introducing him to that. And he was just like, Kirby, Kirby. Oh, well. And I'd ask him, he's like, what do you want to do? Do you want to go over here? Yeah, go over there. Oh, can we, can we eat that big thing? Yeah, let's do that. And, you know, so I kind of see that what they're going for with, 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 with that in this category. The last game I played with a with a kid was with my my nephew last Christmas. Um, he he was saying you know he he likes video games and stuff like that. I'm like okay like you know what do you what do you what do you play at the moment? Like what do you really like? The answer will haunt oh. me. The little man's like six seven, and he's playing a game that Joel you do not like. How the motherfucker was playing Inside? <laughs> And I sat down and I'm like, cool, let's go. And I was helping I him do that, that puzzle with all, the, uh, with all the different inside. elevators, with the, like, the zombified people you have to take into the elevators. I was helping him out with that. And he's like, he's like I just really like it. It's like, it's a fun puzzle game. And and, the, and then you both sat down afterwards and like just broke it down, I'm guessing, and just like Over your, cracked open the inside it's story. All right. and just really I, I, it's all right. I, I, you I do that with to, your bi-monthly like, elevated conversations with the like, people who yeah, can enjoy know. the game on a higher level. Joel, don't stress. You won't be in them. Um, <laughs> fucking come at you, bitch! I just fiddle with things on my desk. I don't argue with you because you were I just do have, I do have scissors, and I also have. We've pushed, we're pushed him so, too far. I'm not fucking around. Like, since he did, in fact, pull the scissors uh, back out, so we are. But yeah, not best safe. family game, Kirby's Forgotten Land. Oh god! I feel I'm like G- we both doubled down um, on that one, Karen. Yeah, we did. Yep. You got a quote? Yep. So I'm moving on to the next. Wait, I'm, I'm moving on to the next category, Jesse. All right. Okay. Yeah, we did. Kirby was going to win. God damn it. It's I, love, I love that Next game. category's love best it. fighting game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go for it. Go for it. He's going he's, he's gonna to put it in the pocket and save it for later. Like Jake once said. What the? Kiss the darkest part of my, of my lily white. That was a movie. Right. That was a line in a movie, and that movie made a lot of money. Oh boy, I boy! James don't Cameron know just know how yes. to respond to yes, that. and I'm sure even if a character who was speaking to him. That's also very true. Yeah, um, it's very easy to deliver that line when God. you're delivering it to like Best a tennis ball on a stick in the studio. Yeah, I guess that's true. JoJo's Bizarre and Adventure. The tennis ball can't battle. laugh at you when uh, he hears that dialogue. King of the Fighters. 16, 15, 15. Fucking Roman numerals make me so anxious. Exactly, yeah. Multiverses 15. and Sifu. <laughs> uh, 15. We, I doubled down on Sifu. Ask the Final Fantasy yeah. fan, he knows. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, even though there was, yep. Multiverses won, uh, even though it was sort of. I did on Sifu as well, man. Surprised that Sifu was nominated yeah. for that category, but. Multiverses, anyway. sorry. Won something. Well, because we talked about this in a lot when we did our nominees show. Like it's, it like why it was a weird the, it was a weird discourse. The, the the category describes as like you know one on one combat sort of thing and implies like a two D fighting game. I, but yeah, 
yeah, that's that's probably the best way of putting it. Yeah, like Sifu stuck out in this one, like Oli Oli World did in Spirit yeah. You wouldn't see Sifu like, at the like um, the other nominees are well, fighting thing, I think, games, and Sifu was a game that has fighting in it, and it's like. Are yeah, they, were yeah. there five fucking fighting games that came out this year? For next year, so but, no, exactly. If there was a better game so. to go in the category, they would put it, put it in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, Elden Ring in. brackets melee build. That's true. They did. Yeah. Oh man! Tell you what, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm not opposed to the idea. They did just release the Colosseum uh, DLC. Game. Nominees are Elden Ring, uh, best sports game, running around, running around with Torrent. Triangle Strategy and Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Elden Ring 1, because of course it did. We doubled down on it. No, no. I thought did you this double was a one award that Xenoblade was going to win. Like, with it being yeah. nominated, I was like, did you double maybe you'll get one? this one, but no, Xenoblade got nothing. Yeah. Oh, Xenoblade. It, got, it basically got the, they tipped oh, their hat to okay. Xenoblade. Yeah. No, I, went, like, I doubled down on Elden Ring, so got some points there. Um, I doubled down on Xenoblade. Best action adventure game. I played Tale yeah. Requiem, God of War, Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Stray, and Tunic. Um, I doubled down on God of War. And it absolutely did. Yeah. Yeah, same. Well, Again, that's it. it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it was a fair... A, a lot fair, of the ones uh, when God of assumption. War was up, I'm like, I'm going to vote um, for you because Elden Best Action Game, nominees are Bayonetta 3, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, Neon White, Sifu, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. I split my vote between Neon White and I voted for Bayonetta. Uh, Bayonetta won, which is pretty cool. I was too. I split between. I mean, I'm like, I'm, I'm very happy that Neon did. And I was like, win, fuck yeah, awesome! TNT. Like, it's that's great. Like, I was, I was, I was very surprised. But, I mean, cool um, best VR slash AR game after the fall. Among Us VR, Bone Lab, Moss Book Two, and Red Matter Two. I split my vote between Moss Book Two and Bone Lab because I'd heard good things about it. Um, Karen, what about you? Safe bet, safe bet. It won, so. Uh, yeah. I know nothing about VR. So say bad. Uh, I mean, fucking forget about it. Best mobile game. It's Marvel Snap. I'm not even going to read the rest of them. Yeah. Speaking of safe bets, yeah. next category. Mm. Yeah, I mean, let's. Yeah, Marvel. I'm not even going to read the Apex other. Apex came not out of mobile. Fucking nominees. Fuck. It's Marvel yeah, Snap. Yeah, it did. We doubled down. We got the points. It's all good. Everything's fine. Marvel Snap, baby. Yeah. I can't get no respect. Um. Did I just make a fucking Rodney Dangerfield no reference to you. on this show? <laughs> what's, what's, what's going on? What's happening? Best community support: Apex Legends, Destiny Two, seems, Final Fantasy like Fourteen, Unless Fortnite, and No Man's Sky. Uh, split my vote between Destiny Two and Final Fantasy Fourteen. Yes, Kyron. Rookie mistake. <laughs> Never bet against FF14. Because as we've seen with, with Simon, yep. their fans yep. will take a bullet for that game. Their fans will take a bullet for a empty case of this, of this game. game. Like, um, a poster that just had the yeah. word Final Fantasy XIV yeah, scribbled on it. They will take a I bullet for I mean, because I was voting, I was like, oh, I want to vote for Destiny 2 because I want it to be my It is vote. uncomfortable. <laughs> but, yeah. What it represents. Sickness. 
I did forget that. Yep, absolutely forgot that. Anyway, uh, here's where forgot that here's Andy where Walker I start. Was out in this award cycle. Here's where I start getting real bad about things. Best debut indie nominees are that Neon explained. White, Norco, Stray, Tunic, and Vampire Survivors. <sighs> Where's my debut one? I can't even remember where it is. I vote. I voted for Neon White. Yeah. I've, I split between Neon White and Vampire Survivors. We were all... Fuck no. I, I split between no. Tunic and I bounced Vampire off that game so hard. No. Neither I, of you voted for Stray. No. Really? Uh, Stray, Stray's a shoe in there. I thought Vampire mm, Survivors yeah, Survivor, just because it was talk of a town, but I voted for Tunic because that's... At that list, Tunic is the one I love the most. I... I don't think enough people play Tunic. Mm. Vampire Survivors was talked about really passionately by a small group of people, but that small small group who liked it, loved it, like I said. Stray was huge, plus it was the first big free game as yeah, part of the new PlayStation was, Plus but, like, thing. I just don't know if it, so it, it got a lot of a lot of attention. Like, Stray was massive when it came out. I, I don't know. Well, I mean, that best indie... I, I, it maybe deserved one of these awards. I don't think it deserved both. Spoiler alert. Best that's, indie that's game, a Cult of the Lamb, <laughs> Neon White, Sifu, Stray, and Tunic. I think Stray is the weakest on, all of the, on, on this entire list, especially of the ones that I've played, which is all of them except for Sifu. Cult of the Lamb should have absolutely won that. Like it, it is criminal yeah, that that did not that. win, and that Stray got this as well. Won that, I'm like, won that in a canter. Not even getting a, not even getting a nod. Much. Yeah, well, that's it. This just reminds me of my my major just, I, with best debut indie just shunning Signalis. <laughs> <laughs> debut game from I mean, a two person studio. It's incredible. I don't know from your Twitter I handle. That, a lot of people. I, I, I had no real intentions <laughs> going back to Stray. I'm. I can say that now. I'm I give him my money. Now. I'm like, I don't have time for fine games. I'm like, but I'm mad now on principle. Cold it's, a, it's, in, a, it's a fine game. Or Neon White. It's, it's, it's a good game. Wow. Yeah, wow. No. So no. wait, why are you mad at Stray? No. Don't watch the no. Game Awards. Oh, Wouldn't, shouldn't that be like your course of action here? Best ongoing Blame game. The outlets. Blame the people. Straight, yeah. On, oh my god, Stray. Christ! Uh, the nominees are Stray. <laughs> Stray. It's <laughs> never ending. Welcome, welcome to my own personal hell. Speaking of know? Stray, um, Jake Sully wants to come to Stray New Land. Uh, best ongoing game nominees. That I do. <laughs> I absolutely do. <laughs> Kojima, hook me up. That's what Jake said when, he, when they first landed. He needs that. Joel needs the Why Me shirt. <laughs> Kojima, hook yeah, him up. It's him wearing the Why Me shirt. That's on one side, it's a it's a pile of different Apex Legends, DVD, and the other is a Navi, Fortnite, and Genshin Impact. Uh, and I voted cat. for Destiny Two. <laughs> Thought Final Fantasy Fourteen would win. Kyron, you double down. And yep. Yeah, that's it. Games for Impact. Nominees are A Memoir Blue as Dusk Falls, No No Man's Sky, Citizen Sleeper, Endling, Hindsight, and I Was a Teenage Exocolonist. Uh, I voted for Teenage Exocolonist. I thought Endling might win because of its message. Kyron? 
Yeah, I played a bit of season season. Uh, I can't remember the exact. Yeah, it's uh, games with a message that had something to say. Played um, none of these games. What and is like games whole... for impact? Yeah, it was games with a like message, that. isn't it? Was it? It wasn't it previously like games for change or something like that. Was I don't category? like how how vague the terminology is. Cause I look, yeah. I I see what they're going for here, but in the vagueness of the category, I think it lessens the prestige of the award. Because you said games yep. for impact, you could, yeah, you could argue that God of War Ragnarok should be in there because it encourages people to be better, people to be better, because it, it does like. I don't know, it's well, a bit of a weird one. I, I hope they tweak the, the, the naming of that or um, really set up some bounds which, of, okay, what falls into this category. I, yep. Neither was Vodafone because I've not played it. And I've, there was a bit of, like, murmur about it when it came out and people, like, enjoyed it, but then it sort of just disappeared. Um, I would have sorry. Yep. I would have voted for all oh, the yep. teenage exo colonists yep. because whenever I read that name, well, I read it out in the same tenor as all the, oh, the teenage anarchist by Gensley. Um, uh, and based on that, about, it deserves to win. And apparently, Stray teenage Stray was in the category, so I had nothing else to vote for. Stray wasn't there. Is a uh, really interesting game. I heard Justin McElroy talk about that. Could have been there as well. Could have been. I played Stray. He sort of champions that game, and I've been meaning to look into it myself. But seems pretty cool. Best performance. Ashley Birch from Horizon Forbidden West, Charlotte McBurney from A, Ta- a Plague Tale Requiem, Sha- uh, Christopher Judge, God of War Ragnarok, uh, Matt Engage from Immortality, and Sonny Sulji from God of War Ragnarok. I split my vote here because I was like, this is, I mean, yeah, but also it's like, this category is like the, um, again, I can't remember his name, the Sam, Rookie Sam Bartlett or whatever his name, the guy who made Immortality and... Um, her story and stuff like he's like that, that. This is the category where his performers usually win. So that's why I was like, I feel like it, it could go to her, yeah. but also hadn't finished God of War Ragnarok at that point. I have, yeah, I've started it. I have you guys started hmm. Immortality? I've tried. I've tried. You couldn't get into it. I, it's um, it's on yeah, it's on Netflix. It's just I don't want to play it on PC. It's just I I'm, I'm really bad at playing games mm. on PC. I, I'm going to give it a go. It's on mobile now. I was reading I was reading about it. Yeah. And Man Engage yeah, basically did and like a two and, and a like half vastly movies different worth stuff of as dialogue, well. And then also which is playing quote unquote herself um, so essentially in, in based there on well. that. Be well um, it's an interesting thing. I I would like to try and get back yeah. to it, but it's it's one of those ones where you've just got to kind of feel your way through it. And I just uh, I, I can't be bothered sitting down. That's exactly right. Yeah. I had, I think I'm, I wouldn't mind trying to revisit it and, and enough time again, but like it's been so long since I played I'm going to try and take a bite out of it before we do our game play discussions. Um, anyway, Christopher Judge won because of course he did. I hadn't finished God of War Ragnarok at that time. And yes, his performance is great, but that, that like third act. Oh boy. Oh boy. Anyway. Yep. Yep. So yeah, deservingly so. Oh, absolutely! Again, gets closer to the end. Also, oh, so sorry, brutal. Sunny has such so a career, and like just looking like an like, absolute holy like, shit! He's legend a good sitting in the audience there with his like 
crazy hairstyle. I'm like, yeah, you do you, Sonny. Yeah. Yep. He is. Absolutely. He was one of the first instances where I was like, fuck, I forget that you're just Atreus. Well, <laughs> like, that, when I, I mean, him, I'm like, you're, you are Atreus. That's like, what happened like, at the end. Why, when, would they, um, why would they stop him? When that like, kid went up to him. speak about Elden Ring, they're just like, oh, it's Atreus, funny. he's coming up to hang out with us. <laughs> um, I was going to say something then because it would have been a fun joke, but it's also a mild spoiler for a part in God of War yeah. Ragnarok. Anyway, audio design. Yep. 100%. Yep. Uh, we'll talk about that later. Uh, audio design. The I, I, know, I, I think I drink you want to make it. Well, make it well. Ring, God yep. of War, Ragnarok, Gran Turismo 7, Horizon Forbidden West. Kyron? Uh, I split the vote here I mean, because I, yeah, right, I thought Cobb would win it because of the exact same reason. I but like, man, oh, I, I think before we did these, the these, um, these predictions, I had played um ragnarok with headphones on oh, oh boy that game it was very good um god i can't wait to talk more about that game uh yeah god of war ragnarok won that one best score and music uh the nominees were uh olivier derivier from plague tale requiem uh suka saito from elden ring Bear McCreary, God of War Ragnarok, Two Feathers, Metal Hellsinger, uh, Yosunori Mitsuda from Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Same here. Safe bet. Yeah, right. Double down on Ragnarok. You, yeah, you, your name I, can't I, be I, Bear and you don't either. Anyway, um, Bear McCreary it's, is it's, the it's most God of War Ragnarok on, but it's still a spoiler, so fine. It hurt because I fucking love that Xenoblade soundtrack so much, and I was so I was just happy to see them up there because Xenoblade Two got absolutely shafted when it yeah. came out because it came out in December. So it does. It was eligible um, for the following year, but as the case as well, most games that come out, the score of that, that is window, very you, fucking you good. About and that's that sucks. <laughs> of course, of course, absolutely. Um, best art direction nominees are Elden Ring, God of War, Ragnarok, hell, Horizon for Big West, Scorn. Music. Oh yes. Favorite of uh, Jesse Monroe and Stray. Favorite of Joel McDonald. Um, dunk on myself before anyone else gets a chance. It's gone. Uh, I uh, double. <laughs> mm. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know what movie has Which great Which Avatar direction? movie does that make you feel? Uh, uh, my brain's melting out of my ear. Uh, double God, down. Double down on Elden Ring for that one. Wherever water. <laughs> Safe bet. It won. One. Yep. Uh, best narrative. A Plague Tale Requiem, Elden Ring, God of War, yeah, Ragnarok, baby. Horizon yeah. Forbidden West, 100%. and Immortality. <laughs> Double down on God of War, Ragnarok. I think you had just finished it, and I Double was like... Double down, because again... I was even, moving even, I into I that final phase, that point, but essentially. I can already and, yeah. tell, like, this is the best yeah, narrative for sure. this year. Got a war right Rock. Yeah, good. Yeah. Mm. Oh, boy. Uh, best game direction, Elden Ring, God of Look War, Ragnarok. Horizon Forbidden West. Horizon Forbidden you. West. Immortality and Stray. 
Uh, Elden Ring was the winner there. I split my vote here. How many games don't win game, best game direction and then win game of the year? Because I feel like if you had the best game direction, you directed times. it to become game of the year. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Sure. It is it's um, weird. I, I yeah, I split my vote here between God of War and Elden Ring. A game wins it was a safe best bet. game direction, but it doesn't eight win points either way. Um, and let me double down. Yep, yep, double down on that one. Uh, and then, of course, Game Award. Game of Elden the Year. Ring. Elden Ring. Playtale Requiem, <laughs> Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Stray, and Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Elden Ring 1. I doubled down on it. Um, Garen? Yep. I just wanted you to say it. It's fine. Uh, that's it. So we did a bit of a total beforehand. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Karen, what was I your, your Of course I doubled down Elden Ring. 30? Elden 30? Ring, baby. All right, all right. I got 31, baby! The curse is broken! Came up as 30. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so if, you, if you're not following the show, really Joel is not one I this don't, particular um, thing we've but yeah, been leave doing it with the me. last few years. We'll come back to that. This is his first victory. So now that means he's got, to, he's got to think of something for me to play. I don't know if he's got oh, anything ready. I'm not going to make you go then. watch Avatar. <laughs> Why don't you think of something for him to watch? <laughs> no, that's cruel. That's cruel. That's very cruel. You can make it watch a little Star Wars film rank them. Oh, there's there's oh. no stakes in this either oh. because I haven't made made good on my part Look, of the thirty yeah, percent of it would for be like, good. I owe you at least four hours <laughs> of that game. I think. Oh, you also God, owes me a perfect it. Dark Zero. You still that owe me a perfect feel Dark okay, Zero. But so but if yeah, you give me a thing to do, Joel. That's I'm the game awards this year. I'll do it. Oh. Ugh. Moist. <laughs> Make him play Scorn. Oh. Oh. Who would you give the, be- the award for mm. best Jeff Keighley to? Uh, shit. I'm going to give it... Probably Jeff Keighley. Nah, I'm going to... Uh, nah, my vote... I don't know who. Hideo Kojima would do pretty well. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's Bill, Bill Clinton kid. <laughs> Yeah, Bill Clinton kid. Yeah, no, yeah. what it was. My vote Bill goes Clinton to, to um, wasn't Animal even from the there. So. Still talk, talk of the town. Yeah, exactly. We didn't yeah, mention it before. I just wanted to bring it up there. After the Game Awards. He's that, yeah. He, I love his like, Tarnish one. Yeah. <laughs> so good. And um, gets so, it. yeah, that's the Game Awards it. for this year. And I think we're all in uh, agreement. It was a pretty damn good show. <laughs> so keep the, uh, keep, keep, keep the party train rolling. And. In terms of this party train, well, bang off. it's time Good to show. the brakes, Keep it up, into the station. And so Karen, bring us and home. Team. <laughs> okay, Joel, I will bring us home. As always, thank you for listening to this week's episode of the mm. Dialogue Options podcast. Uh, it's, it's Christmas next week, so I don't think we're going to be having a show on yeah. personally, but I feel like you'll be able to catch us both on the Story Mode channel. For some shenanigans. Big awards bonanza, baby. So that'll be fun. I guess make sure to check that out. Um, where I will be there. It's going to get nasty. It's celebrating nasty. Sick Nihilus, but ultimately fighting for Elden Ring. You're going to have a hell of a fight your in your hands as well, sir. <laughs> Got to pick your battles. Um, so if you want to 
check that out, make sure to go and find uh, find them on Twitter. What where can they find Story Mode on Twitter and Twitch and all those places? At Jesse? Story Mode AUS and Twitch Twitch TV forward slash Story Mode AUS. Mm. We'll be recording and streaming that uh, lively debate live uh, probably next Tuesday. It's gonna be it's gonna be brutal. Um, yeah, so that should be interesting. So yeah, and, and don't forget to check out all the podcast platforms where you can find them as well. Throw any stars, reviews, and shares, or whatever, whatever currency they deal in, in like, in you know, pats on the backs. Just you know, they're nice. They're nice to get. On that same hand, you can also find dialogue options across many places, mostly Twitter, but we also have a Facebook a page lot. and a Instagram a page lot. we don't really use, which we've got to get better at. But social media is hard and it's exhausting to even look at it sometimes and i don't want to deal with it and plus you know the reach is pretty average unless you pay up and even then i don't know uh but yeah you know follow us we maybe maybe we'll go back there but twitter's where we're mostly active because that's where we're mostly active and of course yeah same for the podcast platforms anyone we can find us just give us a search spotify anywhere like that throw the stars thumbs up shares it helps as for our individual accounts, you can find me on Twitter where I am at LinenManX, where <laughs> honestly most of my tweets have been my shameful. Yep. Not shameful, yep. but knowing my knowing that the this PlayStation wrapped was coming, where it was gonna out my massive <laughs> Destiny, and I knew it was coming. Uh, <laughs> even I was still to be ashamed shocked. about my top game being AFL Evolution 2. That's shameful. Alright. Thank you for making me feel no Jesse. Where can I find you? Um, I'm at Jesse Spanner. Uh, you can follow me for yep. really bird updates. I've become an old man who's had Fuck a lot of yes. adventures with different birds lately. Fuck yes. You got bird updates? You're painting a garage. Painting the garage. Yeah, you're really uh, you can find me at Jolly Mac. Where, it's all, um, it's all uh, not to bring things down or anything like that, but um, one of the last things I posted about was you, um, uh, a new tattoo I got on Sunday um, for my mum who passed away almost a month ago now. Um, and yeah, I'm really, really happy with the tattoo. It turned out even better than I expected. Um, it's, I'm, I'm super happy with it. It makes me smile every time I look at it. Um, cause it makes me think of her and it also looks it's fucking great. So, um, yeah, if you want to have a look at that, yeah. go check that out over there. Dialogue options. Play this outro. 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 Play this